Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you got coronavirus. Those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool, it, I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. <laughs> Gay! I thought it was a great speech. Um, I've been listening to these inaugural addresses since 1961. John F. Kennedy asked not. I thought this was the best inaugural address I ever heard. There was not one part of that that wasn't just medicine in the wound. And if you have any doubt that one person can make a difference, just watch that speech again and look at look at how the country responds. I doubt it. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. Donald John Trump incited the erection. I agree with that. <laughs> oh, my God, that is funny. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. An inaugural episode of sorts for us, but still the same show under a new name. Fitting, since we just saw the best inaugural ever Joe Biden apparently has gone from hardly intelligible to the greatest ever to deliver a presidential inaugural address. Did you get a chance to witness the glory after Wednesday? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't watch the whole thing, if I'm being totally honest. Who could bear 20 minutes? My God, (laughs) I suffered it. Uh, Medicine straight to the wound, Van Jones says. Best ever, says uh, Chris Wallace. It's always nice to have flowery words to dress up things like lost jobs, Open borders, etc. Those are the things we get to talk about uh, with Joe Biden's series of uh, something like 30 executive orders in his first half week in office. We'll break down everything that was Joe's first week as president. And then in an interview segment, one that we've been looking forward to, uh, Ian Smith and his legendary beard, the famed co-owner of Attilus Jim Belmar in New Jersey. We spoke with him about uh, his battle with Governor Phil Murphy, notably having his entire bank account drained by the governor um, uh, um, amid ongoing legal battles, just total insanity, but uh, quite a beard to admire. So that was fun. And then uh, after the interview, we'll get to some updates uh, on coronavirus and lockdown news. Things are looking better. Uh, uh, Who could have foreseen such a thing now that Joe Biden is president? Some indicators are looking better. Don't get complacent though. 
not only do you still have to wear a mask now you should wear two. It's double masking time, according to several media. It cannot be more effective. If one doesn't work, two is not going to. Two times zero is still (laughs) zero. If I remember math from back in the day. Uh, And then Antifa clearly does not care about Joe Biden getting elected president. They don't care at all. They don't want Biden. They want revenge, according to their march down the streets of Portland and Seattle and a little bit in Bellingham, Washington. Well, I don't know if they were Antifa, but some insurrection activities in Bellingham, Washington. We'll get to that. Plus hoax hate to close. Uh, if you would like to catch a story about an interracial lesbian couple who bakes cookies and someone called them a mean name over the phone, we'll get to that at the end of the show. Allegedly. Uh, and we will check in with super chats on YouTube Streamlabs, and D live. Yes. D live. Maybe. I don't know how that's going to work uh, as well. A little bit. Uh, on that in a moment, but it's uh, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because, of course, we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from our friendly listener owned businesses, of course. And this week's feature business is our friends over at Phoenix Ammo. This is kind of a combo promo news update. Uh, Friend of the show making news, Michigan ammo maker Phoenix Ammunition cited for mask mandate noncompliance. That's right. As Justin and his crew are doing everything they can to meet demand for ammunition, it's going to be made harder by Gretchen Whitmer and company who uh, sent in a police officer apparently this week to issue a citation to Phoenix Ammunition. This is a Uh, According to uh, Justin's post on Twitter, Officer Matthew, I don't know how to pronounce this, Kalaszczak, we'll go with that, a coward, an oath breaker, this police officer shows up to the Phoenix facility and discovers a sign on the door that reads, uh, we do not wear masks, make your own decisions. And so the officer entered the building and observed owner Justin helping a customer while not wearing a mask. So for this... Uh, he is facing uh, a $1,000 fine. So lost time, lost money. Absurd. For not wearing a mask at his own ammo manufacturing facility. Uh, but worry not. Uh, Phoenix is not going to quit anytime soon. The only thing Phoenix is quitting, apparently, is selling ammunition to law enforcement. He's not doing that anymore after this. So uh, if you are interested in helping your ammo shelves be a little more stocked, head on over to phoenixammo.com. It's Phoenix with an F phoenixammo.com. You can sign up for stock notifications by email and be sure to follow at Phoenix ammunition on Twitter for notifications of when ammo will be available. As always, listeners of this show get 5% off everything from Phoenix using the promo code MC listener. That's promo code MC listener for 5% off Phoenix ammo plus everything you need. Uh, Plus you can get everything you need from Phoenix rather. And the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses like charity swipes, or Hero Soap Company, or Sonoran Defense Technologies. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners, by listeners. Speaking of um, ammo shortages and other, I don't know, national disgraces like masks. <laughs> okay, so I didn't even tell you about this, but we were out shopping yesterday. This is just a scene of the times. I couldn't believe it. Great story, compelling and rich, but humor me for a second. We're out shopping yesterday looking for a few items. Anytime I'm in a store that sells ammo, I'm going to swing by the shelves in the off chance that you hit one of those 
shipment times and maybe there's something you can pick up. Yeah. So I'm in Sportsman's Warehouse in Bozeman. Uh, big, just big outdoor gear store, you know, big hunting store. And I head on over to the shelves, as you can see, the rifle ammo shelves. Not only are they empty or at least void of ammo, as you'd kind of expect these days, but what are they full of? What are they stocked with? Endless boxes of masks. No ammo. Oh, no. Just masks. It's like a bad dream. <laughs> no. uh, oh, I don't even, oh, I don't even have it up. I'm, I'm so dumb here. Let me put it back up. There you go. This is what it looked like. This is what it looked like. The scene at, uh, at sportsman's warehouse, uh, over the weekend, nothing but masks where there should be ammunition. So it was a sign of the times, but, um, maybe this is suitable. Alyssa Milano did say, uh, a mask is a better defense tool than, than, uh, an AR 15. So maybe, maybe this is the self-defense of the times. I'm not sure how you go hunting with a mask though. Maybe sportsmen's can explain that one to me. Anyway, onto a few uh, updates or just uh, house cleaning items before we hop into the news. Uh, as you may have noticed, the show is rebranded. It's Matt and Blonde show, as we discussed. Everything should stay the same, though. So you should still be able, obviously, you'll still be able to find it on YouTube in the same spot. But all the audio feeds should have migrated over to the new name, but you don't have to resubscribe or anything like that. You should get it in the same spots you got it before. Uh, and that also goes for support for the show. So if you were supporting the show through the website or through Subscribestar, all of that should be set. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to update anything. Um, you might see the old branding and some email notifications, but everything should be set. So nothing's required on the on the listener end. So don't worry about that. Um, but if uh, if for some reason something isn't working for you post change, send me an email in case I miss something. Should be good though. And then I've decided to close out our SoundCloud account. We had a SoundCloud account and I would post the call-in show and some other things on there, but hardly anyone listens on SoundCloud and to post everything we had to pay. And that's just a duplication of what we already have. Yeah. yeah. So I made the decision to just close out the SoundCloud. That'll be the end of that. I'm sorry if you listen on SoundCloud, but we have many audio platforms linked on the website. You can check them out there and, uh, and get your audio feed. Uh, we've mentioned what's going on with D live. So we are X tagged on D live. So are all political channels. I've heard if you talk politics, you're supposed to be X tagged, right? Why? That's so dumb. Why? Uh, I don't know. They consider politics to be controversial, I guess. And, and D live after the Capitol raid banned super chats for X, uh, for X tagged channels, including ours. So that really frustrated our D live community. And that frustrates us, of course, the thing about the X tag though, is I can just turn it off. So I have disabled the D live X tag, meaning super chats are back open on D live from now until whenever they probably ban us for doing that. But I, I don't care. Like D live gave us all the finger. I don't feel bad about giving them the finger. So if you're a D live person and you would like to super chat, you can do that until D live says no more. But uh, as an alternative to D live, I've, I just set up Trovo. So we are also streaming on Trovo tonight and we will going, well, we will be going forward. That's Trovo.live slash ML Christensen. Uh, that's linked uh, both on the website and then YouTube description. Trovo looks and operates a lot like D live from what I can tell, but I didn't fully understand D live. So I definitely don't fully understand Trovo. If you guys are over on Trovo as a D live replacement, or if you want to go from YouTube, I'll do my best to build a similar to help out the community over there too. If there's stuff about Trovo that I don't understand, like for, for example, I don't know how to monitor super chats on Trovo. So I'll, I'll do my best. But there are 
super chat type things on Twitter. It's kind of like DLive where they have their own insight currency that you have to buy. It, it's all, it's a little confusing, but I, I do want to help out you guys on Trovo. So please, if you're over on Trovo and you'd like to help organize, maybe you want to moderate, maybe you want to explain some stuff to me, send me an email. We'll get all that set up. Thanks for your patience anyway. And uh, we'll see how long we survive on DLive. Who knows? Anyway, hopping into the news. Um, so the impeachment trial is, uh, is now set with a date. Uh, the Georgia senators are sworn in. Kamala Harris has been replaced in California's Senate seat. And uh, that, of course, means that Chuck Schumer is officially your Senate majority leader now. So the first order of business is apparently the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump, at least getting that on the calendar. So Chuck announces Friday that the trial will start February 8th. That's uh, on a Monday, two weeks from tomorrow. So some things to watch about this impeachment trial. How many Republicans will defect and uh, break ranks to vote to convict the president. There's some who seem open, including Mitch McConnell. So we'll see. They of course need 17 more to get the supermajority to convict. That's probably a tall order. How does how does one go about retroactively impeaching somebody? There's a whole con- that's so the other stu- interesting thing to watch is there's a whole constitutional question of can you even do that? That's not really settled. So depending on how this goes, you might have a Supreme Court challenge on some of these elements. And if the Democrats get really aggressive, There were a lot of writings about this. Maybe they don't have the votes to convict, but they might still try to ban him from running for office again in a separate Uh, vote. That might get constitutionally challenged too. So we'll see how that goes. Things to watch there, but of course that's a couple weeks off. Now, of course, the charge that the Democratic impeachment managers will have to prove is, careful, incitement to insurrection. And I have to be very careful in saying that because of course this week, Chuck Schumer was not very careful in saying that. Senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection against the United States. I've heard it probably a hundred times. Still funny. Still funny. How embarrassing. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, that might seem that might seem like a misspeak or a gaffe, right? It, it probably is. But in fairness, Chuck Schumer might be onto something. I didn't get a chance to talk about this a couple of weeks ago, but Chuck, after the Capitol raid, was out on the streets of New York. Uh, I think it was New York City or somewhere in New York, talking about um, the consequences for the rioters. They need to be banned. They need to be on the no-fly list and such. A woman comes up and starts heckling him and says she enjoyed the Capitol riot so much that it sexually excited her. So. Maybe maybe Trump did incite a few erections that day. You're nothing but a coward. See, you hide underneath your desk. I actually got sexually excited over it. That's how much I loathe you. That's how much I'm glad what they did. <laughs> so, God. yeah. It's crazy times, man. Well, that is the status of impeachment. We, of course, will have to wait a few weeks to see where that goes. But that brings us to... The best inaugural ever, supposedly. And of course, uh, Biden's week of um, of executive orders. Now, I have to acknowledge that I was wrong last week. I thought no way would Democrats allow this event to go on without taking the opportunity to dramatize this attack for uh, maximum political utility. But um, there were no security threats that were even realized. Nothing really happened. Yeah, yeah. no surprise there. 
I think I did correctly predict this last week. Oh, did you? I forget what you said. Yeah, I said nothing's going to happen. It's going to be an actual peaceful transition to power. Hmm. Well, I think the theater was the lockdown of the Capitol and the mall and the National Guard presence itself. You had 25,000 troops on scene to protect a speech that nobody's allowed to watch anyway. That's what just happened this last week. And then as soon as Biden is sworn in, uh, a whole bunch of these troops get booted. uh, At least the resting soldiers uh, get booted to a parking garage nearby where they have to, uh, I don't know, go soak themselves in pee from the overflowing outhouse while they're on break uh, where they have to hang out now. And uh, I I did a video on that just yesterday, so I won't get too much into that, but you can check that out if you want to hear the story on what happened there. But as far as the speech, Joe Biden's speech itself, uh, I'm not going to make you suffer through a detailed breakdown of this, and we're not going to listen to it line by line. To me, it was totally incoherent. And the incoherence was the broad theme of unity with these sprinkled in jabs about white supremacists and, and domestic extremists and all that. Like, okay, unify, unify you bigots is what I would have called the speech. It didn't make any sense. Here's just a few of those points from Joe. Politics doesn't have to be a raging fire destroying everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. History, faith, and reason show the way the way of unity. We can see each other not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. For without unity, there is no peace, only bitterness and fury. A rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. To overcome these challenges requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy. Unity. He could barely get that out. God, <laughs> how much longer do you think he has? Uh, he's already lasted longer than I expected, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Now, maybe uh, my prediction has been like July the whole time. Like he's going to last into summer. They have to have mm. some plausible deniability, but they want to get rid of him ASAP. For sure. Yeah. I-, I love the line. Politics doesn't have to be a raging fire. Well, who made it a raging fire, though? Yeah. Because in the fall, you said the raging fires were just ideas. Ooh, not every disagreement has to be um, has to be total war. Well, who are the people making minor disagreements total war? Who has that been for the last four years? Uh, I don't know. Why, why are you chasing us around the Internet and trying to ban us from polite society for our views if every disagreement doesn't have to be total war? And And on this unity stuff. Okay, we ha- we have so many white supremacists in this country, but also we have to unify. Why would you want to unify with white supremacists and terrorists if they're running around everywhere? And that bring it gets into the question of if if that's true, if there are a whole bunch of bad people running around, why would you want unity? Why would you ever want unity for unity's sake? Unity has yeah. to be around a set of values or it doesn't mean anything. But he never explained in the speech what the shared values actually are. What do we actually agree on that we can all come together on? Yeah, I'd like to be a, a spider on the wall of that conversation where they decided, like, should we talk about any shared values that we have? And then they realize that we really have none. I didn't hear any mention of the founding values. Um, they, he'll say the word liberty or he'll say freedom in sort of a generic sense, but never really explain. I mean, what are the actual specific values of personal liberty, freedom, 
uh, leaving people the hell alone. Those were not actually articulated. It's just unify for unity's sake. Well, okay, not doing that. Sorry, dude. And if you think the uh, what he was saying about eliminating ideological enemies or going after terrorists and white supremacists was just rhetoric, it wasn't. Both former CIA director John Brennan and the new press secretary Jen Psaki described this week the Biden administration's effort to root out extremists, otherwise known as um, political opposition. But here's what they had to say. The members of the, the Biden team are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas. Mm-hmm. And it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious, ex- religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians, law enforcement, homeland security, intelligence, and even the defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat. And here's the press secretary explaining how this is a presidential priority. Rise of domestic violent extremism is a serious and growing national security threat. The first is a tasking from President Biden sent to the ODNI today, requesting a comprehensive threat assessment coordinated with the FBI and DHS on domestic violent extremism. That's not a thing. God, this is just the the pretense for for treating all of us that voted for Trump like we're some kind of war criminal. This is how it begins. And then our kids are, you know, in re-education camps. If if the premise is an unholy alliance between authoritarians and libertarians, that sounds like people you just don't like. I mean, that is the broadest possible spectrum. And what are these extremist libertarians going to do? Leave you the hell alone? What's the problem with the extremist libertarians? They don't want to pay taxes. They don't want to pay John Brennan. I don't know. (laughs) The the joke, of course, used to be that uh, anyone who disagrees with me is literally Hitler. But now anyone who disagrees with me, like you're saying, is a is an extremist terrorist or a domestic threat. And uh, I, I yeah, I worry that these these people are going to be uh, cooperating with big tech to chase us around the Internet at best, chase us around in real life at worst. They appear intent on it. Now, speaking of white supremacists. It turns out that Joe Biden was sworn in on a hate symbol. The uh, the Bible on which he swore his oath has a Celtic cross on the cover. And uh, now maybe you think, come on, that's not a that's not a hate symbol inherently. But neither is the Iron Cross. Neither is Pepe. <laughs> neither is the OK sign. And but it doesn't matter. It's not you who makes the rules. It's not us who makes the rules. It's the ADL who makes the rules. And the ADL has declared Celtic cross hate symbol. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, CNN. Now, of course, it doesn't matter that the speech was incoherent. It doesn't matter that Biden has white supremacist imagery on his Bible. The media reviews are in. And not only was the uh, speech a historical force of inspiration, but it was the greatest speech ever given, given, at least according to uh, Chris Wallace and Van Jones and some others. Here's a sampling of the media gushing. Those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town. I thought it was a great speech. Um, I've been listening to these inaugural addresses since 1961. John F. Kennedy asked not. I thought this was the best inaugural address I ever heard. There was not one part of that that wasn't just medicine 
in the wound. And if you have any doubt that one person can make a difference, just watch that speech again and look at, look at how the country responds. Oh. <laughs> it, it, as we'll get to, it, as long as the language is flowery, that's all we care about. You know, as long as the, um, as long as the boot stomping on our faces is articulate, we will happily be stomped. Did you, uh, before, oh, before so obsequious, real, I'm just disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Uh, before we were live, I was uh, talking to you on Skype about the YouTube ratios. They're going crazy. The old Biden YouTube ratios. Yeah. Before you updated it, it was only, it was down 29,000 and I just thought it oh, can't possibly get any worse than that. <laughs> so, uh, the internet definitely did not think it was as great of a speech as, uh, Van Jones and company did. Now, Joe Biden's team took over the White House YouTube channel on Wednesday and immediately deleted all the Donald Trump content. I hope you had a backup because it's gone. You're not seeing it again. There's like eight videos and they're all Biden. OK, but they live streamed the speech, the whole inaugural event. And after the stream, it had about 300,000 views, but a mountain of dislikes. I forget the number. But since Wednesday, they've unlisted the video. So you can't you can only find the video of the inaugural event if you have the link and the dislikes have grown enormously. So as of this afternoon, or even just before live, uh, a little over half a million views, 4.3 thousand, uh, 4,300 upvotes, 45,000, 46,000 now down votes. This is the official channel of the most popular president ever elected. Keep that in mind. And it's not just the speech that's getting heavily ratioed. Everything all over the channel is. Uh, absolutely bombed with dislikes. Uh, now, is some of this holdover from what was a Trump channel? Yeah, that's true. And is some of this piling on in recreational trolling? Yes, that's fun. But if Biden has such a massive army of support, you think he'd be able to neutralize some of these negative numbers with his massive support? The, the, even the likes on this, on these videos... These are pedestrian. I mean, these are there are people with literal bedroom operations like ours clearing these like numbers by a lot. Where are the Biden supporters? They would be like, oh, we're not in the Internet because we're not losers like you guys. It's like they, well, all of us are in our houses, so we really have nothing else to do now, do we? Well, exactly. And they try that. That's the thing. All the Biden supporters should be at home. They've also tried <laughs> to spin the inaugural because of coronavirus stuff. They tried to spin the inaugural speech by saying Biden had the most uh, viewed, the most viewed inaugural speech because his television numbers eclipsed Trump. Well, you have the reality that no one was allowed to attend it. You also have the reality that people are just home more now because they're forced to be, or they're scared into being at home. That should be a, that should be just a basic benchmark. That should not be an achievement, but they're trying to spin that that way. There are also allegations that YouTube is manipulating the numbers on Biden's behalf. The first press briefing on Wednesday had 10,000 downvotes at three o'clock Eastern time. By 730, the same video only had 3.1, uh, 3,100 uh, downvotes and 24,000 more views. As far as the, uh, the channel, if you go to the White House YouTube channel right now, every single video has comments disabled, which is... Of course, is weird. You, you would think the most the most votes ever would translate to the most supportive comments ever, but that is not happening. So, not a great uh, debut on the internet for President Joe Biden. 
uh, not a great week in terms of policy either. And that's not just us who are likely to criticize him. That's according to labor unions who supported him, which we'll get to in a moment. But Biden went uh, on a tear of executive orders, some 30 of them. I'm not going to list them all, but you can browse them if you would like. And they're all terrible. We'll talk about the worst ones, I guess. <laughs> Which one do you think is the worst one? Um, Probably the immigration stuff. So on immigration, there is the, there's the stoppage of the wall. Any wall construction must cease. There is... Uh, I think he ended something to do with DACA. There was something DACA in there. I don't have it handy, but um, basically they're going to try to defer, uh, try to defer action on, um, on childhood arrivals again per the uh, original DACA. Um, The requirement of illegals to be included in the census, which of course decides congressional seats and distribution of federal funds. And then uh, what else is there? Oh, of course, the cancellation of the so-called Muslim ban. That was that was Trump's ban on travel from uh, from terror prone countries that was framed as the Muslim ban. That's gone. So we have all that. In addition, uh, the requirement of masks on all federal property, including federal lands, which Biden immediately broke the uh, the reentry into the Paris Climate Accords, which don't matter and are non-binding, but yay symbolism. The uh, Trump had moved to stop the U S from supporting the world health organization. Now we've stopped that. So we're going to support the world health organization again. And then of course, canceling the Keystone XL pipeline and a 60 day suspension on any new oil or gas leasing and drilling permits uh, on U S lands and waters. Oh, this is just terrible for industry for this is, this is all so bad yet. None of it's surprising. So, yeah, in terms of the the one getting probably the most press is prob- is the pipeline. I would say right now, yeah. um, now as far as good jobs that are are uh, casualty in all of this, TC Energy, one of the companies involved in the project. So just most people I'm sure are familiar, but this is a this is a pipeline that would extend from Canada through Montana, South Dakota, down to uh, down to Nebraska is the idea, and this was agreed to, and Trump had given the green light on this sort of thing. Biden comes in, cancels all that. So what that means is that according to one of the companies working on the project, that means a thousand union jobs are lost immediately. And the prospect of over 10,000 us based jobs and almost 3000 in Canada are lost. So significant uh, job loss associated with that move. And of course the unions who supported Joe Biden are not very happy with that move. There are several of them. Uh, the laborers international unit of North America endorsed Biden in September now they issued a statement saying that the pipeline construction has been a lifeline for many of our members across the country. The anticipation anticipated decision to cancel the Keystone pipeline will kill thousands of good paying union jobs. Imagine that the uh, United association of uh, union plumbers and pipe fitters endorsed Biden in the fall. But, uh, Now they're saying the Biden administration has chosen to listen to the voices of fringe activists instead of union members and the American consumer on day one. The North American Building Trades Union endorsed Biden, but now their president says that he's uh, deeply disappointed in Biden's decision and that environmental ideologues have now prevailed and over a thousand union men and women have been terminated from employment on the project. But hey, at least it's not Trump, right? Fantastic. 
glad we all voted for this. They're going to be blaming Trump so deep into this and probably the next presidency. Uh, there's yeah. no escaping that. It, I, I kept thinking like, oh, well, things are going to be so bad on Biden's watch that surely there will be some kind of causation established by the left. That's not how this is going to go. No, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much we'll see how much of a honeymoon Biden actually gets, because Biden's number one selling point is not Trump. But how long does not Trump actually last? A few weeks. Few I don't months? know. I think that he can ride that one uh, into the grave and then Kamala can do it for a little while, too. We'll see. As far as the the pipeline here, of course, the, the lost jobs are terrible. Environmentalists would make the argument, well, this is a small price to pay for environmental protection. And, oh, the, the crude oil from Alberta is particularly corrosive and environmentally dangerous. Make no mistake, even if that's true. Make no mistake. The oil from Alberta is going to get moved. Will it get moved by train? Will it get moved by road? Will it get moved by pipeline? And... There's plenty of reason to think that train and and uh, road movement of oil is at least just as dangerous, if not more dangerous. So I, I, I fail to see the environmental benefit, the obvious environmental benefit of uh, canceling this pipeline. But that's just me. How bad is it? Even Justin Trudeau is like, wow, dude, that's a weak move. Even Justin Trudeau is saying he's deeply disappointed in Biden's move to cancel the pipeline. And he says he's going to keep fighting to make it happen. Now, if we get strong armed by Trudeau, that is going to be the ultimate national embarrassment. But here we sit oh, God. Yeah. on the precipice. The uh, last bit I want to talk about, about Biden's week is the uh, insane mask hypocrisy. So of course, uh, Biden uh, demands that you wear a mask everywhere in general. And, uh, he says Trump was setting a poor example. And then he issues this executive order that says you're, uh, all federal property. So not just say like, I don't know, the white house, federal courthouses, things you think of when you think federal property, we're talking Even federal, outdoor federal property. Yes. Federal lands. Oh my God. So, so like Yosemite. Yes. Yeah. Like in my neck of the woods, Yellowstone, you want to go see old faithful, Right now it's snowmobile only, but I guess you're going to have to wear a mask out there in the middle of the winter wonderland, which maybe you would because of the cold anyway, but asinine. And so not only is the order absolute silliness, but his lack of obedience to the order is even more insane. So he went straight to the Lincoln Memorial, uh, after an, after inauguration and, uh, which is federal property, of course, to celebrate. And it wasn't just him. In fact, his whole family came. They're all on federal property posing for a photograph in front of the Lincoln Memorial, not wearing masks. Uh, now, in fairness, they did wear masks at times. They have a photo here with both with masks on and with masks off. The point is, do the rest of us get this benefit? Do we get this kind of cheat mode where our photo ops are very important and we don't get cited for such violations? Or like the next day, Biden is in the White House, which again is federal property. Not only is he not wearing a mask, and I get it. He's speaking. There are practical realities to that. But he's also coughing in his hands directly oh. against CDC guidelines. Check this out. And everyone handled <clears throat> with the most professionalism. Sarah, <clears throat> excuse me, our uh, nominee for Secretary of Health. Multiple times. Multiple what times. What are you supposed to do? <sighs> elbow. Jake Tapper lectured him about that. Cough in your elbow. So all of this prompts <laughs> this is so egregious it prompted actual press scrutiny 
there is a, a reporter who asked Press Secretary Jen Psaki, hey, what's up with uh, Joe Biden issuing a mask mandate on federal property and then not obeying it? And the answer is, well, he was celebrating. And uh, also we have oh, bigger yeah. <laughs> bigger issues to worry about. Family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times. I, I think, Steve, I, he was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country. And certainly he signed the mask mandate because it's a way to send a message to the American public about the importance of uh, wearing masks, how it can save tens of thousands of lives. Yesterday was a historic moment in our history. He was inaugurated as president of the United States. I think we have big, bigger issues to, to worry about at this moment in time. <sighs> Do we? It doesn't I would, work when we wanted to have Thanksgiving with each other. Yeah. Uh, now I know, though, if I take if I take my D.C. tour, I will just put on a party hat and I will be exempt the whole time I tour the White House or tour the memorials. I'll just say it's a party. And I'll, what are those things that you blow into? You know, they go out long and they make a weird noise. Yeah. yeah what are those called? I'll, I'll take one of those. No, it's a celebration. <laughs> it's a celebration. I'm exempt. Between the two of us, we can't remember what those things are called. Yeah, What the I, hell are those called? The chat will remind us or I'll get an email. (laughs) But to the serious point, uh, how are there bigger issues? Uh, You constantly claim that masks are saving lives. In fact, she even said that in this response. I don't I don't know if I cut it out or not, but you can go listen to the full clip. She says, yeah, President Biden wears masks to show people a helpful way to save tens of thousands of lives. Well, if that's the case, if this is life or death. How the hell are there bigger issues? What are you laughing at? What are they saying? (laughs) No, it's so preposterous. I can't believe we're going to have to do oh. this for four years. Well, a kazoo. Is that what they're called? No, no. Kazoo's the little instrument. I'm talking about those party like whistles, noisemakers. Yeah. Like I a, guess nobody knows. Like those, those party. Alternate. What do you call them? They curl. They're curled up. But when you blow in them, they extend yeah. and they make a funny noise. Anyway, does that excuse also work for us peasants? If I get busted in Yellowstone. For not wearing a mask, can I say, uh, hey, sorry, Mr. Park Ranger, we have bigger issues to worry about. Of course we do. Move you know along. the answer to that? You can't. No, doesn't work for us. Uh, I also wanted to talk about my favorite piece of tinfoil for the week. There was this video circulating. In fact, you sent it to me, actually, and several people did. Um, I know. I saw it on the Stormer. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to out you, but... Uh, Fine. Yeah, that was the link, although I saw it from several places. Mm-hmm. So Biden is entering the Capitol. This is before the inauguration. And he walks by two Marines and Internet listeners say they can uh, say that he can be heard saying salute the Marines as he walks by. And the theory was, OK, he has an earpiece in with someone giving him instruction or directions, and he just repeated the instruction accidentally. He does. All right. This is what it sounded like. The audio quality there is not great, obviously, but you can kind of hear it. it. If you if you want to hear it once more. One more time. There are the parades. You know, it's your typical Bidenism. No. I was looking into this because it, it piqued my interest. So I found an analysis by uh, on, on YouTube by someone who enhanced the audio. 
to to listen as best as possible what he's saying. This person believes him to be saying good-looking Marines. And based on this analysis, I tend to agree. But you tell me. After putting us into an audio program and applying some EQ and compression to clean up the noise, I think it's clear he's saying good-looking Marines. Good-looking Marines. Good-looking Marines. Good-looking Marines. I'll give him this one. It's pretty solid, I think. Um, and of course, well, what is he? Some kind of homo? That's a weird thing to say, too. <laughs> Good looking Marines. Can I have a sniff? What do you guys yeah. smell like? Mm, uh, <laughs> America. Now, people are still saying, well, OK, but Biden still didn't salute. He didn't salute the Marines. What the hell's up with that? In fairness. Now, I know he's right about to become president. Keep in mind, this is before he is actually the president of the United States. So I don't know if that tradition applies to him. He's not the president at that point in time. So the salute maybe doesn't apply. I, I, I trust me. I, I love all this stuff. I love asking these questions. I love going into these uh, deeper dives, but I think this one is uh, overblown. Not true. Fine. Fine. I don't know. Hating on him. It's, it's not even fun anymore because I'm just so scared. I'm so scared about what's going to happen. It's, it's really hard to take pleasure from this situation. Well, you have the reality that bad outcomes are going to result, which does make laughter a little more difficult, but we'll stay committed to it. I have I have a commitment to that. Um, so you have that, but you also have the sympathy of um, what is a a a man of advanced age, you know, and I know that you've yeah. struggled with that. Like, how much do you want to laugh at an old man who is succumbing to biological realities? Yeah, Um but I kind of I'm, I'm not going to feel good about that, but I've lost all sympathy for him as mm. a human being. I'm not like, oh, death is the great equalizer and we all can come together in death. I'm like, you're going to die and I'm not going to give a shit. So that's where I am with Joe Biden. And if I'm not going to care when he dies, should I really care that he's descending into dementia? My goodwill is exhausted at this point in time. Because you know what wow, else we had to deal with? Wow, you hear that? Blonde's mountain of goodwill. My mountain of goodwill. <laughs> totally I don't gone. Know. When I was pregnant, I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't make fun of him because blah, 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 and he's so old and blah, 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 and look at his hair, blah, blah. And now I'm like, yeah. uh, you should die, old man. Turn into dust. I, I don't care. <laughs> but you know what really was demoralizing that we're not going to talk about this week? After all this Biden stuff, it what? was Trump's pardon list. I know. I, I, in the interest of time, I was like, well, it's kind of old news already. But yeah, it sucked. It was terrible. So I got to get kicked in the nads by Trump. And then I have to watch this inauguration. Everybody acting like this guy is the fucking second coming of Jesus Christ. This guy. Yeah. It's like, uh, what had, is happening this week? If you uh, are a fan of pardoning corrupt Democrats and actual spies, like there were actual spies who were pardoned. Yeah. And yet, and I know we've talked, I know uh, I've had my questions about pardoning Snowden and Assange, but I don't understand how you can pardon corrupt Democrats, actual criminals. Like uh, like Charles Kushner, like what Charles Charles uh, Kushner did was terrible. We went through it on the show. That's awful. Yeah. Not yeah. just in a criminal sense, but in just a moral decency sense. And then you're going to have actual spies. So if the crime is, um, is 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 spying on this country or or releasing secrets of this country to improper people, how do you how do you not give a pardon to Snowden and Assange? I know a lot of people were disappointed in that. It's uh, it's indefensible so as far as I'm concerned. I think it's indefensible. It's like the last thing that he did before he left office was just bitterly disappoint all the people that have sacrificed for him. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go play golf. It's like, thanks all, a lot, man. Also like, really news that it. 
went under the radar related to that. Did you know that he had previously done an executive order which banned ex government employees or ex administration officials? I forget the exact definition, but in general, people who were working in government from going straight to K Street and becoming lobbyists, there was a buffer zone you had to wait X amount of years. The idea of draining the swamp, making sure that the uh, you know government office to lobbyist office pipeline was at least uh, a little. There was a, at least a little bit of an obstacle there. He he quietly rescinded that so that all his friends can go work in the D.C. swamp. That that that, too, was a hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we got uh, manipulated into thinking he was some kind of outsider when he was just a swamp creature himself. Hmm. And why couldn't we see it? He was a multi-billionaire playboy. Well, don't get me wrong. I still would gladly take him over most candidates right now. I don't, I wouldn't say he's my ideal candidate, sure. but I wish he was president. Yeah. But this, um, idolization of him that we have done on the right has been blinding, I think. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be fair. And I, I, I try to defend him when I think he should be defended. I, I try to be fairly critical when I think it should be fair. This, this week was a disaster last week to, uh, a disaster finishing week as well. Yeah. I think anybody, who is a supporter of the president should acknowledge that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it is what we it is. We should have known he, because of Kushner. We should have been he, like, you know, who was right about this and got just heaps of shit for it. And yeah. Coulter, she was right about really? this from the beginning. We'll see. I mean, Trump, Trump's goodbye speech. He said, uh, what did he say? Uh, I, I will be back in some form. Have a good life. It was a great Trumpy message. Have a good life. I like that. I was listening to Joe Peggs or something, I don't know, some milk toast conservative the other day, and somebody actually called in. This was post-inauguration, and they were like, my husband still thinks that Trump is going to pull this off. It's not like, over jo- yet? Joe, yeah, it's it's not over yet. Like, He's at Mar-a-Lago. Cue, this, yeah, this, <laughs> this trust the plan thing was just a way to placate everybody so that they weren't so angry, I think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, let's let's take a brief break, and then we'll get to the Ian Smith interview. Um, unfortunately, as I mentioned, I can't even, I can't, I don't even know a way to, to read the D live super chats guys. So if they're coming through, thank you. I see deuce bag. Great name. Um, some others, I I don't, I had a nice clean feed before, but now that's been taken offline. So I apologize, but I can still open the treasure chest for you guys. Uh, so let me do that. So there's a back. treasure chest over there too. No, this is just D live. We have some people hanging out on D live. Um, and I want to make sure they're happy before they oh, all I jump just ship. Assumed we were already banned over there. Nope, not yet. And Trovo, like I said, I have no understanding of Trovo. So I'm hoping someone will, I have some people who use it and I'm hoping I can maybe test it out a little more on a Wednesday show and I can get more involved in Trovo. So bear with me there. If you are supporting on Trovo, thank you for that. couple over on Streamlabs, uh, Sergeant Snow Ape says, remember apes, it doesn't matter if it is soft power being used against you. It is still an act of war. Snow ape uprising retaliation edition. I have to disavow. Did you, I was telling you uh, my clips channel where I, I have just a dummy clips yeah. channel where I run the clips for the shows. So I know if they get me in trouble on my real channel or not, that clips channel got a strike and a one week suspension because I simply had the clip of Donald Trump uh, saying, not only um, we love you and you're very special, but the part where he said, uh, we won the election by a lot. It was, it was this clip, if you guys remember. We love you. You're very special. 
just that we won the election by a lot. And that's that channel got a strike for election denial or whatever, just for having the clip of the president on it and all the violence I've ever showed like actual near death beatings, or in some cases, actual death, like that chick getting hit on the Seattle interstate, not a strike, yeah. not a strike. Donald Trump saying we won the election by a lot strike punished for Well, that's because the chick getting hit on the interstate was fun for all. <laughs> And um, don't forget, it was like a Somali immigrant man who did it. So we just shut the hell up about that one. I know. No follow up on that one. But I've got to talk about James Fields every day for the rest of my life. I wonder if they're cellmates. Maybe they hang out together. (laughs) I doubt it, though. Cameron says, loving your videos, Blonde. Matt, I, too, agree that all white men should leave the military. I'm not sure that's what I said. But (laughs) (laughs) for if diversity is our greatest strength, no other army could stand up to the POC division led by a trans crippled gay Muslim general. Uh, Yeah. Four star general R2 Dindu coming soon. Keep up the great work. That's so racist. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. Should I do a few over here? Yeah, let's let's get a few on YouTube and then we'll hop into the uh, interview. Grim turd. Epstein didn't kill himself. Jack Dorsey did it. I believe it. Ban. What did Bandoff? Is that what they were calling? Him? Yes, Bandoff is I a great nickname. I must call him Bandsputin, which is not even a good hipster nickname. Rasputin. I think was the other That's one. Okay. Uh, Graham Godfrey, um, Boogeyman917. They said Trump's administration was a circus, but Biden is the one bringing in the clowns. Hmm. Ew. I bought PM. Thank you for the big donation. We appreciate that. I couldn't find my favorite podcast duo, so I decided to give this Matt and Blonde show thing a chance. <laughs> I know. It just. I am not going to be niggardly. Because people that come over that are new now are like, what the fuck is this name? <laughs> we never thought we would get this far. That's the real thing. <laughs> I definitely did not expect the show to become what it has, and I don't think I expected it to last four plus years either. So. You know, it's we're that rounding I, that out that fourth year. We're coming up on five. I know. So it's not that I, I liked the name of the show at the time at, for the theme and the vibe of it then. But I think we've yeah. kind of outgrown that a little bit, you know, like we're married. Um, there are two like, other people. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're married. You're a parent. I God willing, I can become one soon. I hope it's just like a lot of the really juvenile stuff. Don't get me wrong. I still want to play clips of um Chuck Schumer talking about boners and stuff, but I want to at least be like a little more approachable. You know, do you remember that, that first intro that we had beauty and the beta? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, it was like the first few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I then that. I matured it a little bit more. <laughs> We're always yeah. growing up in our thirties. Two way says these journalists filleting, I guess you can't say filleting in there. Uh, Joe Biden spelled like the, like, like he's Chinese. I should be considered porn. That was really hard to read, but I understand what you're saying. Thank you. Yeah. I know. This is just preposterous. Everybody's going to lick his YouTube. bottle a little bit. Um, JL not here. Been a while, but I'm disappointed Matt got married without sharing the dating advice anyone in the Bay Area learns. If you meet a chick that will lick your feet or Fanny, don't date her, but keep that number. Did we just <laughs> talk about how we are um, maturing the show because we've grown up so much? And then uh-huh. I immediately talk about uh, licking somebody's bottle. Did that just happen? I think so. Yeah, among other pornographic themes. Mm-hmm. Anonymous, thank you for that. Uh, Anonymous says, welcome to the United Socialist States of America. If you think you can vote your way out of the situation in the future, you're going to be sadly mistaken. Mistaken. It's either secession or submission. Take your pick. Yeah, what, what do we do? What it do we does, do? It do? Yeah, I don't, I don't like those choices, obviously, but I, I'm not going to sit here and deny that that's the apparent reality. 
So I've recently done three interviews on my channel. I did Computing Forever. I did Legal Man. I did uh, Black Pigeon Speaks. More to come in the next few weeks. So everybody check that out if you haven't. But the question I've been asking everybody is like, so uh, what do we uh, do now? What do we what do we do? And the answer I've been getting is um, move to a cabin in the woods. That's what <laughs> that's what Seriously. everybody told me. Like that's our only option. Practical and do moral. Um, let's just do a few more. Liz Towell confirmation bias confirmation bias choosing to conform to group think approved by the agitprop overlords rather than engaging in critical thinking thinking of any kind yeah right on liz that's exactly right have you ever seen what's the name of that effect in psychology where the study the, the experiment is basically you show you get a group of people together and one person is being experimented on the others are just actors and you show them say a series of lines and say which one is the shortest line and it's obvious which one is the shortest, but everyone who's an actor is like uh, that one. And then the person who's being experimented upon has to either uh, has to either stand up to the group or conform. And the amount of people who conform, even though it's obviously wrong, is shockingly high. And we're yep. watching that routinely every day in this country right now. There are four lights. Uh, he talks about that in 1984, but that's just um, submission through violence, I think. Uh, Mark Waz says, I call on everyone to include an asterisk in every online post referring to President Asterisk Biden from here on out. Yeah. How long uh, until Mark Susan Duquesne. bans the asterisk, the yeah. actual symbol soon? Mark Duquesne, uh test simulcasting, simulcasting uh, the show into PeerTube network from base dot directory again. Eventually, federated self-publishing will be the answer but not boomer friendly yet. Trovo is looking good for now. I mean, we're, we're going to have to try some stuff. Yeah. I've been working with Mark to get like a fully, a potentially fully independent streaming place. If, if things got really bad. So I appreciate his help on that. He's working on doing some test streams. The only question is, can we have a place that would be able to serve everyone who wants to watch this show live? Cause if you're doing it on like a literal basement operation, will it be stable enough that, people can watch and it won't, the, the stream won't fail. It'll be viewable. Yeah. Let's just do one more for right now. Daniel Kunkel. We were told from the start, Trump's presidency, uh, that he would start world war three, but he ended wars and got peace deals signed. But That's uncle true. bad touch invades Syria from the start. And this is just the first week. Yeah. Now we get to watch this, uh, mental gymnastics that the leftists are going to engage in where they're like, no, no, uh, middle Eastern wars are fine because democracy and freedom or something <laughs> as though the well democracy they always claim to hold as a value but they really just mean majority tyranny no matter what freedom i'm not so sure they're a little more selective about that yeah we'll believing see. in demar dem them believing in democracy is a farce but you know believing in democracy in general is retarded so i i, I don't i don't even know what the what the angle is here we're not going no. to believe them after this uh let's do the ian interview and then we'll We'll be back. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So let's hop into uh, that that Ian interview. Ian Smith of uh, Attila's Jim Belmar to tell us about what's going on at the gym and their tyrannical governor, Phil Murphy. The uh, audio is a little rough because he had to do the interview in the actual gym, but we didn't have a choice. Bear with us. Uh, he's a good guy. Good guy to listen to. 20 minute interview. We will see you on the other side of it.
And welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening, Ian Smith of the embattled Attilus Jim Belmar in New Jersey. Uh, Ian, thank you for making time for us. We will get to your tyrannical governor, Phil Murphy, in just a moment. But first things first, inquiring minds want to know, uh, what exactly is the beard care routine? And what tips can you offer those of us without such natural gifts? I'm pretty simple. I just a little bit of soap and water and, and some beard balm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I uh, too many steps and it, it gets that. And a good barber. A good barber is very very important. Okay. If not, they they grow like outward. Um, so you got you got to have somebody who knows how to kind of tame it. That so would, the answer is genetics, important. is what you're telling us. Genetics and a good barber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, how long does it take to grow a beard like that? I've never tried. This is coming up on about three years, but it okay. gets cut regularly. All right. It's, you got to get like dead ends. You got to you got to learn new stuff when when you grow up this long. You got to learn like hair, like long hair care. Uh, I see. Okay. <laughs> well, we've been following uh, the story of your gym on the show since the start in the spring. So our our audience is pretty familiar with what's been going on at the gym, but uh, we haven't talked about this latest development where Phil Murphy has uh, seized or frozen your business's money as this legal battle continues. So what's the what's the update here? Uh, so last week, sometime uh, last Wednesday, I believe it was. Yeah, it's been a little over a week now. Um, we came in just like we do every morning, and, and my partner Frank was doing the you know the tasks that he normally does. And one of those, he checks the bank account, checks our numbers, um, and he turned around and said they took everything, um, and they emptied our entire business bank account out between a little over one hundred seventy-three thousand um, dollars, with no no heads up, no nothing. We actually just got a uh, paper today from the Camden County Sheriff's informing us that they were going to do it. Um, which was marked nine days uh, afterwards and just got here today. Wait, so you got um, the notice 10 days later, today. effectively. We stole today. all your money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, oh, well. then there's a little little thing at the bottom. You can appeal it within 10 days or something like that. So that's, you know, it's just typical government stuff, though. It really is. Like, it's, it's gotten to the point where this, this kind of stuff doesn't even surprise us anymore. Was this a business bank account? Yes. So it was our business bank account. And um, so we don't charge any of our members. We shut down our billing initially in uh, April, on April 1st, you know, because we were supposed to be shut down. Uh, and when we reopened before gyms were allowed to open, uh, we didn't charge our members because we weren't, you know, legally, at, even though none of this is, is legal, um, we weren't supposed to be open. So we didn't charge. We ran off of donations and, and we sell a lot of T-shirts. Um and once we reopened, they had taken our business license. So all of this, all of this money in the bank account comes from the donations from our GoFundMe and T-shirt sales revenue. Um, so it's also set up as legal defense money. You know, we don't use it for anything other than keeping the lights on and paying the lawyers. Uh, we have litigation that, that's ongoing. Yeah, just snatched. Well, I, I, I don't work in this area of legal disputes, obviously, but it would seem to me that you, you wouldn't be able to take the money until. The legal appeals and the legal process has been uh, has been exercised or has gone through the entire thing. So I've never heard of something like this. Have you? Is this something that happens? Has anyone else had this happen to them? So at least from what and, and I'm I'm getting an understanding of this stuff as I go along because there's so many loopholes and ways that they just do whatever they want. Um, and and from the understanding that I'm getting right now is. When we're fined, we're fined in sort of blocks of days. You know, they'll throw a motion at the court and say they were open this day, they didn't have masks on, fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand, and so on. 
Um, so they they were calling in a judgment that was the original judgment uh, while we we're appealing it, but because the judgment has been ordered by the court, it doesn't matter. They can collect on it no matter what. Okay. Even though we're we're actively appealing the fines because they're oppressive in nature and unconstitutional, but they they basically say you owe us the money and we're taking it now. Okay. Well, uh, last month before this all went through. You posted on Instagram that uh, the only way that uh, Phil would ever close your doors is if he closes your casket. Given that he's gone from uh, trespass now to robbery, uh, are you worried about uh, him making good on that challenge? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. It's, it's almost, it, it, you have to laugh at it because they're going so far to prove a point um, that the, the point is moot. I mean, we have over... 112,000 businesses in the facility as of today. No COVID outbreaks. All this information now coming out that the high cycle PCR tests are nonsense, that we shouldn't even have been using them. So all their numbers are bogus, which is what we've been saying from the beginning. Um, and it's just become a personal vendetta. You know, we have, a, we have a judge who's upset that we kicked his door down when he told us not to open. Uh, and we have a governor who's, whose feelings are hurt because we've called him out publicly and we've been right about it. And everything they do is reflective of that. You know, the fines in and of themselves, $15,000 a day for a small business is beyond, they're supposed to be coercive as the law states. They're hmm. supposed to be coercive. These are punitive. These are death blows. You know, we, we were in business for eight months before COVID hit. We haven't even been in business for two years. Expecting us to come up with $15,000 for every day that we're in business is not a, they're not trying to teach you anything. They're trying to just put you away. Yeah. And it, I, I never understand what you're supposed to do because I, I was looking at your your tweet announcing uh, announcing this uh, announcing the the theft of all your money, and a lot of the replies are like, "Well, you know, you're supposed to follow the law. Just uh, why, why don't you just uh, law and order, follow the law, do what you're told. This will all be solved." But what's the status for gyms that want to operate legally in New Jersey right now? Let's say that you actually wanted to follow the rules as your governor has decreed. Were you? Are you supposed to have been closed since March or April now? Can you even operate legally as a gym? So he reopened gyms here in New Jersey on September 2nd, okay. which was coincidentally one week uh, after he had obtained a, another contempt of court judgment against us and was coming to barricade our doors. So at that point, we um, we became a campaign location for right. Meta. And then that settled that he couldn't come close our doors and just coincidentally gyms open the next week. Um, so since I think it was September 10th, we've been allowed to be open. Um, you know, we're not allowed to be open, but everybody else is. So they're There's going at, so they're going after you for your, your specific claims. But if you were a good boy, Jim, they would leave you alone by now. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Even though, you know, and, and I don't blame them, but a lot of the gyms aren't even following the mandate. The mandate is, or the executive order, excuse me, is you have to have a cloth face covering um, to, to come into a gym and you have to keep it on at all times during your workout, no matter what. Okay. The only time that you're supposed to um, remove that is to take a sip of water. Um, and it, even that, the, the inconsistencies of the, of the science here is, is ludicrous because they, they, the wording doesn't even say mask. It says cloth face covering. So you could have your own separate debate about you know people wearing masks and that, but the debate about cloth face coverings, the five dollar Etsy masks and the bandanas, um, there's no efficacy for that as far as stopping the spread. 
the only thing you're going to do is you're going to potentially hurt people who are doing intense aerobic and anaerobic activity. Yeah. Um, and they even admit it in the following executive order where he opened up indoor sports, um, you know, contact indoor sports like soccer and, and, and you know, field hockey, things like that. They don't have to wear masks because it's dangerous to do so uh, during intense aerobic and anaerobic activity. So it's, you know, the, the, the mandates or the executive orders are silly. Um, and, and we have a better, we have a better program. And it didn't, it didn't take a governor to tell us how to do it. It took a little bit of homework and caring about the people that come in the gym. Hmm. And, and what's, uh, what's attendance like is, is your, I know it's not business per se, but what's, uh, what's business like these days? Uh, we, we consider ourselves a rec center at this point. Yeah. Um, we have anywhere from on the weekends, we'll have about, uh, 400 to 600 people coming a day, uh, during the weekdays when we're open a little bit longer anywhere between five and 800. So there's a lot of people that come. Our business has essentially tripled um, hmm. since we, our busiest day before COVID was just under 300. Our busiest day on record so far now uh, is, is well over 800. So it's, people obviously want to be here. Um, we don't we don't come knocking on anybody's door to, uh, to pull them into the gym. They, they voluntarily come and they come, they come from, a lot of places they come down from new york connecticut people people take day trips just to come down here and work out without a mask uh to support us and buy some t-shirts and it's it's an amazing thing is phil going after anyone else as aggressively as he's going after you not even gyms just say any businesses or is it just you guys just us um and then there's one other diner uh lakeside diner owned by uh, a guy named brian Benizzi, who never shut down uh phil's going after him quite a bit as well um but coincidentally, we are the only two cases um, whose charges weren't dropped in all of COVID. So all of the protesting uh, cases, you know, stuff like that, that came from uh, the wake of the George Floyd incident and, and all that. Um, everything was dismissed except any cases referring to Attilus, which uh, both Frank and I and our members, so several of our members received charges and they, they haven't been dropped yet either. And then Brian, Brian Brindisi at Lakeside. All the other charges were dropped yet. And there still has not been a single case of coronavirus connected to your gym. Yep. We have, uh, yeah, just over tw- um, 120 or excuse me, 112,000 this morning. Uh, we update every night at the end of the night. Just, we, you know, we have our own contact tracing system and, you know, we have uh, tests that we actually give out to here to people, you know, when, when they take a PCR test, we have a lot of cops, uh, firefighters, stuff like that with local community people. So they might come in contact while they're out of the job and they'll, they'll call us and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to stay away from the gym. I had to get a COVID test. And they'll usually test positive on, on, a, on a PCR test. And uh, we'll allow them, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to them out front, a, uh, a blood antibody test that was donated to us. And they usually come back negative. Hmm. Uh, just more, you know, and they, they'll still quarantine just to, just to keep everything, you know, kind of safe, especially in terms of our numbers. Because Governor Murphy would have a field day if we had one case here. Yeah. Well, yeah, with all the scrutiny on you guys, you'd, you'd think they'd be able to find that silver bullet to say, here's uh, the grandma that you killed or whatever, the, the, the yeah. thing to, to get you on. And they haven't been able to do it. Have you been able to or anyone on your team been able to speak directly with the governor or any of his assistants? Or is this all just kind of done indirectly? It's all done indirectly. Uh, most of the legal stuff that comes at us comes from the attorney general, Gerber Gual. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we did this, when we originally reopened, we said it very publicly. You know, I went out on my Instagram. I did a eight, eight or nine minute video yeah. explaining the, the who, what, where, and why. You know, why we were going to open, how we were going to do it, what it was going to look like. 
um, you know, with, with what I thought and what Frank thought at the time was very, very rational uh, ideas. There was no plan in place to reopen. They told us 14 days. We were at two months. We presented a plan that not only our small business, but any small business could use. Um, and we expected that maybe government would want to reach out. And here we are yeah. eight, eight months later. And the only thing that they reach out to do is to uh, reach into our pockets for our bank accounts. <laughs> it's unreal. And I think the people who want to smear you or characterize you as some uh, person who doesn't care at all. There's a whole bunch of businesses in that bucket, high profile businesses like yours who have chosen to fight this fight. Uh, you're presented as though you don't care, as though this is a non-issue to you. But that stuff is never discussed. The fact that you guys put in a good faith effort to close in the spring for what, a month and a half or something like that. Yeah. And and you've Two made all these good day. faith efforts to, to keep your facility clean and to test the people uh, attending your gym. I don't know what the state wants guys like you to do other than voluntarily shut down your business and go away. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There, there's no second option. They, they want you to comply. They don't want you to ask questions. Um, and they want you to, to thank them for the, the breadcrumbs. That they yeah. Give. It's unreal. W- one thing you said, um, I, I was listening to your appearance on Tucker, uh, your latest one, and you were talking about uh, keeping your bank account empty and moving only to a cash or crypto approach to your business so that your assets can't be seized in this way. What do you think that they're? Um, what do you think the outcome of this sort of thing is? Do you think they'll regulate or ban crypto? Do you think, or even cash for that matter? Where I do you see that I going? I wouldn't be surprised. It's just the the trend. With, with almost everything when it comes to government is more control, more power. Um, they just seem to want to get bigger and more intrusive uh, almost in every aspect of our lives. You know, so I, I don't, I wouldn't rule that out as a possibility. You know, you're already hearing whispers about, you know, they don't, they don't like Bitcoin. I know that much. And I don't yeah. even know that much about, you know, the, the whole technology. You know, it was, it was brought to me by a, a company that said, Hey, you know, we can help you out. We can teach you. And that's just another option that we're exploring. But it's, it's insane that we have to go through that because you can't even trust a bank to protect your money. They just voluntarily hand it right over. So they force you into these other avenues. Um, but, you know, it's I wouldn't be surprised if they come down um, and, and try to try to push a cashless society. It's much easier to control. Or they come down and just try to, you know, repo all your your weights or something like that. I mean, I, I don't know where these people are going to stop. They've given no indicator that they will. So. Well, even yeah. Bitcoin, my Coinbase account was terminated for violations. That's right. Um, so I had to move to Gemini. So you you also have to be careful with whom who is distributing your Bitcoin and everything like that as well. I'm not, yeah. like nothing is safe unless you have gold buried in your yard. That's probably yeah. the best option now. <laughs> yeah, so are you is. operating in cash at your gym right now? Uh, you know, we we have our, our bank account set up again, um, and we're just going to set up. Right now, we're going to set up a, a trust where the money that we get goes straight into a, a legal trust you know, where that, that money is, is set aside from lawyers. And lawyers okay. control that money. It's not the business's money. Uh, but we're still exploring some other options as well. You know, we, we didn't set out to become criminals. Um, so we want to make sure. And it, it, it's, it's sad. Um, but it's also kind of funny because like, <laughs> we're just, we're, we're two regular guys. All we wanted to do was open our business. Yes. You know, that's it. Just want to be left alone. And the, the process of escalation has just gotten ridiculous. Like we're kicking down doors. We're sleeping in here, chaining ourselves to things, uh, moving stuff outside and inside and, and figuring out how to make these financial loopholes where they can't touch bank accounts. And it's like, man, 
you would think that we have killed so many people. And yeah. The only thing that we've done yeah. is, is make people happy. I mean, people come in this place and they're smiling and they're they're laughing and they're hugging each other and they're socializing, um, and you know, all that for them. Well, yeah, and it's all under the uh, pretext of health. But the other side of the coin, of course, is what happens when the community and the facility that is Attila's gym is shut down and people can't go get that workout in. They don't have their friends and their community at that gym. There are real negative health consequences to that, too. But we throw that in the trash can of um, of health concerns that don't matter anymore over the last yeah. year or so. Yeah, we Incredibly don't record, frustrating. We don't, we don't record those numbers at all. Even, yeah. Because those, those numbers don't look good. Um, no, you know, and that's that's been one of the biggest things for us is you know we're a, we're a, we're a kind of rough around the edges kind of place. We have uh, people from all walks of life. A lot of people come in here, um, and that was one of the biggest criticisms we got when we first opened up. It's like, oh, you guys just want to build your muscles and look good and, and you know take gym selfies. And it's like if that's what you think happens at 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 a gym, that's why you think people are going there. You've obviously never explored the you know the gym because people come here to feel better about themselves. You know, we have we have one guy. I use him as an example all the time. He's happy to talk about it. Um, you know, he's a two-time war vet. Uh, he was injured in combat several times. Lost the ability to walk. Uh, two Purple Hearts. Just a, 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 an incredible individual. You know, he comes in here every day at like seven o'clock. He's drenched in sweat every day at eight thirty. And he goes home. He can be a father to his children, mm -hmm. a husband to his wife. And without that, he can't. He, he has to turn to medication or he has yeah. to turn to, to some other negative outlet. Um, and that's health. That's what being healthy is about. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not this one, one dimensional entity of COVID um, where, where health begins and ends with, you know, you can catch the, the China flu. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are sticking up for yourselves, no doubt, but you are sticking up for uh, people who wish they had the courage or want the courage that you're displaying. So I think that's why your, your business has resonated so much with, uh, with the country. And I want to make sure that people know where to go if they'd like to support your legal battle uh, and they'd like to support your, your battle with the governor in general. I've got the website up. Uh, that's Attilis Jim. TheAttilisGym.com, A-T-I-L-I-S, TheAttilisGym.com, and there's a GoFundMe on there. Is there another place that you'd want to send people for those purposes? Um, well, the website, if you want to, if you want to support us, you know, financially, the website is, is the way to go. But I, I always like to stress to people the, the best support that we've gotten, not to discredit people's financial contributions, is the support in general of mm. just sharing the story and, and making it something that won't go away. Uh, because every time that they ratchet up the intensity or they do something, um, you know, we, we go straight to social media um, and that gets us in the media and it gets us, you know, it gives, gives us a voice. So that's probably the most powerful way that you can help out. Most of my information comes off of Instagram, um, my personal Instagram, that's Smith Fitness. Um, and then I do, uh, I am learning Twitter a little bit, but uh, if you're interested in the story and you want to help out by sharing it, you know, that's the best way to help too. Great. Well, thank you. That is our guest, Ian Smith of Attila's Jim Belmar. You, Ian, you are a uh, patriot and a gentleman. Please keep us updated with your story. Thank you. Thank you.
welcome back. Uh, good dude. Glad we got a chance to talk to him. Better beard. Good dude, better beard. Jeez. You doing okay? I'm fine. I'm <laughs> I know it fine. was I know it was tough for you. For me, it's uh, admiration for you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe something more. No, anyway. <laughs> it's just it's just the the thickness of a man's beard is yeah. uh you know, there's a lot that that does to me. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I rarely get nervous for interviews, but that one I was I'm a little nervous. That's just a guy. Uh, I just want to be on his team. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's politics. I don't care if it's football. I'm on that guy's team. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's a good rule. I would say. So uh, we appreciate. Disappeared from his bank account. I bank know, account. God. How shocking is that? We appreciate Ian's time. And I hope uh, if, if there are updates in his story, I hope he'll come back. Uh, it was great to talk to him. So we appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I got, um, and on related topics, I got more coronavirus. A shocking turns of coronavirus news coming up. <laughs> yeah. You think we should hop into it or we, should we take a break? What do you think? How are we doing on chat? Yeah. Um, you know, we got a lot of chat, but it's not. Okay. I think we should get into it. Yeah. Let's, uh, I do have just a few on Streamlabs, but a manageable amount. So let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's hold off on chat till the end of the show. Appreciate patience, guys. Thank you for that. And let's uh, let's hop back into the news because you know who's sticking around despite the transition of presidential power. That is um, Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci not going anywhere. Uh, and Dr. Fauci, he, he, his official position now, I guess, is uh, chief medical advisor on the pandemic. That's his role in the Biden White House. He says cases in the U.S. appear to be plateauing. That's what oh, he said what this a surprise. week what a surprise. at his first Biden administration press conference. And uh, to the extent you believe the data, I mean, that's not an inaccurate thing to say. Actually, the the seven day average of cases has been in decline for the last about two weeks now, actually. Uh, so it's it's not that's not a, a crazy thing to say if, if you're looking at, the, at these data. What about it, that but, super strain that's coming from whatever country? Well, We'll get to that because don't <laughs> think you can relax. But Fauci, maybe what's changing is Fauci's optimism. And this guy has been kind of a dooms, a doomsdayer, doomsayer, whatever for the last, uh, well, ever since I, I, I never knew who he was before coronavirus. So it's hard to remember a time before Fauci in my mind, but, uh, but uh, through this entire duration, that's who he's been. Now he's a little bit more optimistic and he says the numbers are trending the right way. And now he says that, uh, the numbers turning down in combination with 80% of people getting the vaccine could lead to get this a uh, what was what was his exact wording? I want to get it right. Could lead to a degree of normality by the fall, a degree of normality. Get this. Someday to 85% oh, of the country on, vaccinated clip is all messed up. Let's go back. Try again. That's weird without if we glasses. get 70 to 85% of the country vaccinated, let's say by the end of the summer, middle of the summer, I believe by the time we get to the fall, we will be approaching a degree of normality. It's not going to be perfectly normal, but one that I think will take a lot of pressure off the American public. A degree of normality, you say, by the fall. 70 to 85% <laughs> of the population. First of all, that's a very wide margin. No, that's never going to happen. Well, I think um, he said 75 to 80, to be fair. I think it was a five. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. I thought he said 70 to 85. That's still a wide margin. I mean, what evidence are they using that exists about herd immunity uh, that supports that? Well, well I don't they, know. They just pull that number out of their ass. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're basing that off of existing data on the vaccine or if it's if that's all just purely theoretical or hypothetical, uh, hypothetical. I have no idea. But let's say we do get what he's saying effectively there is if we reach herd immunity, because remember, those were his numbers back before last we checked in with Fauci, he was saying, I make up the numbers about herd immunity. I just make them as I go, depending on what I think people need to do. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, man of science. Uh, last he was saying that sort of thing, that's what we needed to get to herd immunity. So if what he's talking about here is herd immunity, he's saying we reach herd immunity and you get a degree of normality back. No, not you can have your wedding, not you can have your funeral, not you can go to a football game, not you can go to the bar and party all night. A degree of normality in nine months from now. This is what we're talking about. So again, uh, related to our, our discussion with Ian, you don't get normality back until you just start acting normal. That's how you get normality back. Dr. Fauci yeah. ain't never given you normality back. It's not his job description. A lot of people noted this week, too, that, uh, well, uh, the coincidental timing of the reclassificate or uh, new guidance on testing protocol from the World Health Organization. So numbers may start to improve in the U.S. or globally, and that may, in fact, be organic with the rollout of these new uh, the new testing protocol here. That may, in fact, be due in some part to testing guidance changes by the world health organization. So back in August, the New York times ran an article noting that as many as 90% of coronavirus cases in three States were not indicative of active illness. So in other words, tests were picking up viral debris incapable of causing infection or being transmitted because the cycle threshold of the testing method amplified the sample too many times. So labs in the United States have been using this cycle threshold of 37 to 40, though many epidemiologists have been saying since this time or even beforehand, since August, that a cycle threshold of around 30 is probably more appropriate. Now, technical language aside, what this means is that our testing methods have been prone to pick up false false positives, according to prior reports in, in numbers meeting 90 percent in some extreme examples. So. And we've known about this issue for a half a year. This is not actually new information, but what is a wild coincidence is literally hours after Joe Biden was inaugurated. <laughs> That's when the World Health Organization rolls out the new guidance and says they advocate careful interpretation of weak positive results that are needed. There are some specifics there, but we're not going to get into the technical language here. Uh, what the guidance says in layman terms is is essentially in the absence of symptoms a high cycle threshold value means you are highly unlikely to become ill or get anyone sick in the absence of very recent exposure to an infected person. So bottom line, the old methods were producing false positives. The new methods will, in theory, cut down on false positives. That may or may not be a factor in what will probably be a declining caseload that we will watch in the coming weeks and months. Miraculously, there was also a record drop in hospitalizations. Wall Street is also highly optimistic, along with Dr. Fauci, who, of course, have nobody anywhere in any of these things is in any position of power to present things in certain ways that they might find advantageous. I would never suggest that, Susan. It's just also coincidental that people in positions of massive power are suddenly very optimistic. One of the reasons for optimism is, again, a record drop in hospitalizations. Um, and in addition to that case is dropping, of course, but the test positivity uh, rate dropping too. But Bloomberg has been tracking hospitalizations and the latest one week drop of 
coincidentally with the meme over 9,000 drop of over 9,000 last week. That was a record uh, and percentage uh, on a percentage basis. It's also very high. So we're seeing hospitalizations decline at a rapid pace recently and the data are what they are. I, I'm, I'm not telling you, you should believe them, shouldn't believe them, but whew, it, it, isn't it awfully difficult to ignore the sudden optimism and the sudden change of fortune that as soon as this, hardly uh understandable old man takes office the the indicators start turning around what luck i mean pe- at this point if people don't realize that this is a total pandemic none of this is real and I, I can't help them by giving them the statistics on death rates or or all case mortality or how the world health organization is changing direction now it's like people want to believe this at this point it is uh its own faith at this point in many in many ways which it we is. Get to in a little bit. Um, and it's also you can't you can't blame or you can't credit Joe Biden's miraculous strategy to a turnaround here. Joe Biden's plan is wear masks. Yeah, we've been doing that since spring or summer. OK, that's not a new plan. He also says we're going to uh, vaccinate uh, a million people a day for 100 days. Well, we were basically doing that under Trump in the last yeah. in the last few weeks under Trump. We were close to 100 vaccinations administered a day. These things aren't new. And you'll notice Biden's rhetoric is suddenly changing too. Now, recall during the campaign, uh, Biden was saying things like in October, quote, we're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get the virus under control. I do. I do. Then he gets into office and suddenly he's saying things like there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the coming months. Here's Joe Biden. If we fail to act, There will be a wave of evictions and foreclosures in the coming months as this pandemic rages on, because there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. What happened to that plan? And why is anybody wearing a mask? Yeah, if there's nothing we can do, why are we doing that? Also, remember, during the last presidential debate, Biden's haymaker was the, quote, 220,000 Americans dead. Anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president. That was the first point in his case. Well, now he he currently says, quote, we're at 400,000 dead expected to reach well over 600,000. So, uh, you know, 200,000 is the difference there. I thought someone who's responsible for that many deaths has no business as president, but I uh, I don't think we're going to see calls for impeachment or resignation coming anytime soon. Unreal. And it's not just Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci. There are many other sudden reversals, sudden change, uh, changes of heart by some of the most tyrannical governors and mayors from some of the most uh, pro-lockdown states and cities. Andrew Cuomo said recently, uh, now, now he's changed his mind in his State of the State address. He says, we cannot simply stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass. The cost is too high. We have we will we will have nothing left to open. We must reopen the economy. We must do it smartly and safely. Well, that's funny. What changed? Why'd you change your mind? Lori Lightfoot now pushing for Chicago's bars and restaurants to open for indoor service as soon as possible and is meeting with the governor to make that happen, despite the fact that Chicago has not met the state's requirements for doing so. Her reasoning I was curious what her reasoning would be. What changed? Why? She actually does provide some. She says that people are holding underground parties instead of going to bars or restaurants, which is actually worse for spreading coronavirus. They've been doing. 
been doing this the whole time, though. Who cares? That's the question. Why did you suddenly uh, reach this very scientific conclusion no. right around the time of a, a new president taking office? It's so shameless. They didn't even wait a few months. No. Gretchen, they waited like four seconds after the inauguration to do this. Gretchen Whitmer was the worst one, but she yeah. always holds that throne. She is the uh, she's the queen of awful. Nobody can challenge her. She uh, this is two days, <clears throat> excuse me, two days after traveling to the inauguration, despite telling uh, Michigan residents over the holidays that they should not travel for Christmas, for New Year's, for anything like that. She goes to the inauguration and uh, posts with her family that she's ready for the Biden presidency. OK, and then she gets back from her trip on Friday. So two days removed from the Biden inauguration, she suddenly decides, well, it's time to ease some of those restrictions on Michigan restaurants so she's now saying that restaurants can open for inside dining on february 1st because uh, according to her 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 three-week pause on indoor dining that actually started 13 weeks ago in november has finally worked the three-week pause that is 13 weeks old has finally worked we can allow indoor dining once again and thank god estimates are uh some three thousand restaurants in michigan have permanently closed under her reign but just in time we won't have 3001 thank you Gretchen Whitmer appreciate it man what would you do if you lost your restaurant during this time you you can't just reopen that's not how people have just been barely hanging on for as yeah. long as they possibly can when they close they're out of money they've already taken out loans there's no reopening after that you don't just get the startup capital again what i would do is i would get an apprenticeship in welding and construction <laughs> yeah. And I, to change the Yeah. Well, they have no, destroyed lives. To get at what I'm getting at, uh, there was a great meme that was circulating about the Keystone Pipeline and says when the government when when the Biden administration realizes they just deleted the jobs of people who know how to uh fix bulldozers and weld. And it was you know, just very, <laughs> yeah. very afraid. Yeah. yeah. Uh no, I, I when when they've steamrolled your business on completely arbitrary terms, obviously I disavow any aggressive action, Susan. Um, but I understand the anger and that, is, that that's the reality of the situation. And, and Gretchen, obviously there, there's nothing. Gretchen Whitmer is not making this decision on any sort of objective scientific measure. She went to DC. She had a fun time. She came back. There's it's politically opportune for her to reduce some of these restrictions. So she's doing it now. It's all politics. It's all show. None of this was ever scientific. These people claim science as their uh, guiding principle, but they've, they've never, uh, they've never consulted science a day in this entire thing. Okay. Uh, well, and, and okay. And, and as you mentioned, don't think that you're going to get out of, uh, having to wear a mask of having to social distance. Don't think that the improving metrics are a sign of uh, normality to come. Even a degree of it, as Anthony Fauci said, maybe you get a degree, but that's it because the extra contagious UK variant is still spreading. So obviously we're going to have to meet that moment. And I wish this was parody, but the calls this week are for double masking. You should wear two masks out in public. This was the story on the today show this week. One of the few things we can do right now is mask up and stay away. 
Do you recommend that people wear the N95? Should they double mask? If you're in an environment, a closed environment around a lot of other people, then you probably want an N95 or at least a surgical mask or double up on the masking you get. However, in normal situations, a mask with two or three layers is fine. I have a mask here that I can put an insert in. It uses kind of an N95 insert, and so that can help as well. The main point to remember is any mask is better than no mask. The more layers you can get, the more protection you can get. Oh it's like a thing I, I'm not granted. I'm not the most medically well-versed. So I know we have some healthcare providers in our audience, people who are nurses, people who work in a medical environment is an N95 insert into a cloth mask. Even a thing. This is a medical correspondent, a medical consultant on NBC. I'm skeptical of that claim. Is that a thing? That's Tell not that every time I've uh, ever been in a hospital or had surgery or anything like that, it's just people wearing standard surgical masks in an acute medical setting. Ugh. This this is not even a thing for doctors in hospitals. Do you uh, do you know where this trend came from? At least as far as the New York Times is uh, advertising it, because they just posted this a few hours ago today. It came from um, from Pete Buttaplug and his husband. They were seen at the uh, Joe Biden inauguration, double masked together yeah they and wear zero condoms when they have promiscuous anal sex but they wear <laughs> masks how dare you i these are, they are monogamous how dare you how yeah, <laughs> yeah they're monogamous uh yeah so this uh this tweet from the new york times double masking is a sensible and easy way to lower your risk when you have to spend more time around others now we get closer and closer to my prediction uh, soon enough, it's going to be hang yourself to slow the spread. That's coming in yeah. 2021. It's coming. If you're wondering, is there any science to support this new fashion? As far as I'm aware, no, there is not. And if you read the New York Times piece, they even phrase uh, frame it. The judges, if that's their, do they both go by Buttigieg? I don't know. The Buttigieg duo, they uh, they characterize it as a fashion statement in the New York Times article, if you read it. So really, that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about science. We're talking about fashion. I, I'm skeptical that there's any science behind double masking, but prove me wrong for now. Friendly reminder. There's no science behind single masking. Of course, they're not going to find any for this. Yeah. Friendly recurring reminder. There is exactly one randomized controlled, aka scientific study on the usage of cloth face masks and coronavirus. We got the results last fall. Quote the coverage in the L.A. Times, no matter how the researchers sliced and diced their data, they could not find a strong signal that the volunteers in the mask group were more protected than their counterparts in the control group. If the effect is zero, then two times zero is still zero. That's science that you can count on. But I invite being uh, proven otherwise, uh, being proved wrong or shown otherwise. So outrageous. Anybody that abides by this at this point must be some kind of moron. Have you worn a mask for any extended period of time? No, I will do it. Uh, there are certain circumstances where I, I absolutely have to, if I'm going into some small shop for a specific item and they insist like, fine, whatever. Um, sometimes I have to go into like a government building, you know, they're annoying about that. Like if you need to do something with your car registration or something like that, but in general, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to for hours at a time because I was at the NICU with my baby in another state Yeah, and it was, it was intolerable. I was getting these like these red marks that were really mm. inflamed and painful. You have to smell your own breath constantly. Um, your skin is inflamed. There's, there's just no way that this is good for you. There's Humans no way. Humans were not there must meant be to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dave Cullen the other day said, um, yeah, if we were meant to be wearing face masks, we would have evolved with face masks on sure. our faces. So there's no reason to be doing this. We were grocery shopping yesterday and we were not masked. And in general, this store does not care. Like they, they put the sign out front because the governor mandates or whatever, but they, you know, they're not law enforcement. They're not going to bust you up. So, so we're just grocery shopping and there's a, we had our cart and I was kind of like blocking an aisle incidentally. And there's a guy just staring at me and I'm not even thinking in my head, like, oh, he, I didn't think it was a mask thing. He's just standing there staring at me and I'm thinking, oh, he wants me to move because he's trying to get through the aisle. So I move aside, like I move the cart, I stand aside so he can get through. He just stands there staring at me still. I'm like, because you weren't wearing a mask. What the hell? What is this guy's deal? And and then my wife clarifies to me, he's staring at you because you're not wearing a mask. And not only did he do that, he stared at us for probably five minutes after that as we're walking around. Like he weirdly followed and stared at us until she turns around and goes, and he was probably like 25, 50 yards away, something like that in that range. And she just yells at him, can I help you? And then he scurries <laughs> away He and he wasn't to be seen after that. Yeah, you got to confront these people. Weird, this is outrageous. If I had known from the start that's what he was doing, I would have, but I, it was so silly that it didn't even register in my mind. Like, what is this weirdo doing to me? I didn't even think of yeah. that. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, driven it's people madness, hasn't it? Unwilling it's to insane. cross a person's path in a, in a store. I, dude, that curbside pickup is for you, man. What the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. you're afraid to even you know, come in. It was like, well, and there was this uh, unmasked young man and he was just infecting everybody. And now yeah. everybody's going to die because of this guy who wouldn't wear a mask. He's all angry and stuff. Ten bucks <sighs> to whoever can find the Facebook post about me. Maybe there's a picture out there that I don't know. If you can find it, send it my way. Close to a hit piece, but not quite. OK, uh, let's hop into what happened uh with mere ideas in Portland and Seattle, because it doesn't matter that Joe Biden got elected. They are going to carry on as though Trump is still the president, or maybe it just doesn't matter who the president is. Uh, they went after they went after Democratic Party offices. Is that what happened? Yeah, you know, I um, I've never felt such camaraderie with Antifa until now, <laughs> and I started thinking, you know, an, an alliance with Antifa would that be that bad? Could I do that? Could I do it? I think I could stomach it. I really, I've gotten horseshoe on this. I'm I'm watching these Antifa videos. I'm like, you go. You go, guys. Good for you. <laughs> so All right. Terrible. We leave them alone until they take out Ted Wheeler, and then we have to figure out how to. And then we figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about the Portland clip first. There were there were a variety of clips. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of these on Twitter. But uh, the one we're going to talk about, um, this video shows Antifa protesters marching down this Portland street with a sign <laughs> with all these anti-police and anti-Biden messages. One of them says, we don't want Biden. We want revenge. Um, and they want revenge for police murders imperialist wars and fascist massacres. I read that and I was like, all right, okay, I can get behind that. <laughs> Some Maybe of it makes a little it. sense, I guess. I, I don't know. And at least I can't see quite, but uh, well, here, let me mute it. I, I believe this is a, uh, yeah, that's an AK 47 with a high capacity magazine. So we could agree on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Um, Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, are you playing this clip? I can't tell from. No, I can. Uh, I can play it now, though. The only clip I have from Portland is them breaking the windows at this Democratic Party office, and I just yeah. thought it was mostly funny because they struggle at one point to actually get this window broken. Check this out. <laughs> Fuck Biden, still fascist. It says on the window. Fuck Democrats. There you go. 
There, there you go, buddy. This next window's a little tougher, though. <laughs> Fuck, man, give me that baton. Oh, that, that still doesn't work. Is it a chick? Yeah. yeah, good for you. All right. You did it. Good job. There's like a homeless person's tent in the background, too. <laughs> um, so this tweet by Portland Tribune reporter Zane Sparling shows a sign that also reads, we are ungovernable. And that was the other one that I was like, all right, fine. Mostly I'm getting enjoyment out of this. <laughs> well, because this, I- this one's right up your alley, too. A new world from the ashes. Yeah, that's 100 percent team blonde. I know, totally. Um, I'm sympathetic to this only because it I, I, it just shows the left. It's like, this is what happens when you have alliances with people like this. Uh, you get into power and they don't give a fuck. They're not going to ease up on you. Why did you guys think that they were going to do that? Hmm. Um, so fine, I'm, I'm fine with all of this. Uh, the same thing in Seattle. Um, there was a lot of vandalism on at Pike's Place Market, the original Starbucks. And this group of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, uh, they shut down traffic in downtown Seattle on Wednesday night which was the night of the, the inauguration. So Como video tweeted um, that, and their tweet shows multiple cars and buses stopped by the protesters. And then they light this giant banner on fire. I got some footage of them burning the American flag here. And they throw another one on the uh, fire of the big one for good measure. And then they're chanting, uh, no cops, no prison, total abolition. They, there weren't any uh, impromptu gymnastics. Apartment. Sorry, what? See my old apartment in that oh, clip. You, oh, you can actually see it. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. you. Say, sorry. Lucky yeah. you. Uh, there weren't any impromptu gymnastic routines done this time. Were there? There were no Somali migrants driving through this. Damn. D- darn it. That didn't happen. All right. Were there any? Um, uh, do we? Were there arrests at either of these? I should know. But. I I don't. I doubt it. I mean, they're they're arresting people, but they're not enforcing any law and so you know it's just it's just for show in portland i did see some um tweets where they were shaking people down that they had gotten out of the back of a truck so they were like they were searching people and stuff and then it seemed like they were taking those people so they may have gotten arrested but but it's like maybe one it's the arrest is in this article once and there's one person in the back of a truck so yeah it's like how many people were involved in this hundreds of people probably um, and the thing in Bellingham, I'm sure you heard about this. So protesters broke into a locked city hall in Bellingham. The mayor had to be escorted out for safety. They also tore down the American flag outside, stole a KGMI journalist, Mike, and threw a hot drink on him. Yeah, you can see some of the footage here. They are, I guess, ripping the flag down or something like that in this Twitter clip. But uh, but yeah, a lot of talk of insurrection, you know, and I know that uh, the Bellingham City Hall is not the same thing as the U.S. Capitol. But they still uh, forcibly and violently caused the evacuation of a major U.S. city mayor. And we don't care about this sort of thing at all. Okay, the most naive response. I love this. I don't. Sorry to pick on David Wood, whoever you are. But the, one of the top responses to the, tw- the tweeted video of this from a Seattle reporter is hopefully in the next year, as we move away from the last presidency, things will calm down. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that this is uh, just a product of Trump. That's what this is. Trump holdover rage. And as soon as people listen to this uh, incoherent old man a little bit more, they'll calm down and they'll stop threatening your mayors. 
and they'll stop destroying property and they'll stop they'll stop burning flags. Imagine being the sort of person who actually voted for Biden, thinking it would bring peace to the to oh, these. It's so dumb. Yeah. I don't know. These people are anarchists. It's like a, a new regime that's sympathetic to their ploys is a regime nonetheless. It's not going to change anything for them. But I don't know. I'm kind of serious about this alliance thing. Like I hate Antifa as much as the next person. But if Muslims and the LGBTQ community can make an alliance for political gains, like I can't make an alliance with Antifa <laughs> to get Ted Wheeler's balls kicked. Come on. I hear you. But that's probably where we'll split. That's where that's where our path will will finally diverge, and we'll say it was a good run. <laughs> if I see you in an Antifa outfit, it's like I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. But I understand <laughs> your choices. I mean, it is good for us. Hmm. Well, I I don't know. You mean just politically, like people will see this still going on and. No, I don't mean an alliance. I mean, uh, oh. you know, watching Antifa go ballistic on the Biden administration is is good for us. There's there's no two ways about that. I would think so. But then again, I thought that there's no way people could watch the the last year of absolute madness and vote for anyone who wouldn't confront that head on. And here we have Joe Biden saying Antifa is just an idea and denying it outright. And people don't seem to care. I I don't know. The last year of of absolute urban destruction can it get worse what's it going to take to wake people up who are those people surely people on twitter i mean i never read twitter anymore but did you see a lot of people blaming these riots on trump uh i didn't i could scroll through here and i don't know i i I wouldn't say i saw a lot of that maybe maybe there's some of that let's see what people are saying it's hard to say on the spot but i don't know maybe there's maybe there's some people like that some people are saying insurrection so that's good but uh yeah. Anyway, no, I don't see a lot of Trump talk in here mm. other than the guy who made the implication. Anyway, let's uh, let's move along and uh, and let's talk hoax hate, because this one is a good one. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime <laughs> of the week. Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? At what time does it become a product of Biden's America? Like, what time did the coronavirus deaths shift over to Biden's fault? This one, I guess technically this this is January 10th, so still under Trump. But pretty soon these hate crimes are going to be a product of Biden's America. They have to be. Anyway. The story is a bakery owned and operated by a lesbian interracial couple in Columbus, Ohio, had to close for a day recently after an unknown person called the store to apparently say racial slurs, including the N-word. Anytime you get a phone call where you are completely caught off guard and the person starts yelling you know, racial slurs at you. It is jarring. Letha Pugh and Wendy Miller Pugh own Bake Me Happy in Marion Village and Dublin. After this shocking call, they announced on social media that they were closing their doors for the day. We made the decision that, you know, we needed to kind of just close and regroup. One of the employees called Letha right away. Uh, She just went on to say they were uh, like racially motivated and and she said violent basically uh referred to me as you know the n-word um said that i better get out a name wasn't attached to the number but letha was able to call the number back directly they immediately just started uh you know yelling uh 
a lot of racial slurs. The owners worry about safety for not only themselves, but their hardworking staff. I felt bad for them because they were afraid. So the owners are using the day closed to work on safety plans. So to their supporters, Letha says thank you. To the person who made that call. They will see through actions uh, that uh, what they were attempting to do, uh, they, they were not successful at it. Reporting in Columbus, Stephanie Sanovich, 10 TV News. Okay, uh, well. <laughs> Those two people have sex with each other. Ugh. Supposedly. Yeah, unless they're experiencing some degree of lesbian bed death, which for everybody else's sake, I hope they are. Ugh. Well, Ugh. it turns out that uh, I guess Mike Tyson named his daughter Lisa. Her name is actually Letha. It is L-E-T-H-A. Letha. Letha Pew. It's <laughs> the most bizarre name I've ever heard, but that is, that is uh, her name. We'll go with that. Just to clarify the fact pattern here, an employee. Okay, so this this is what supposedly happened. An employee at the bakery, not Letha, and not her wife Wendy. An employee at the bakery received a call from someone who who said the n word on the phone call. So then this Letha owner lady calls the number back later, and the person answers the phone. And uses, I guess, more racial slurs. Now, she supposedly had no name connected to that phone number, but she had the number to call. Question then is Wait, why? Directly? That's what she said. I called the person. I said, know? I'm confused. How does she know that she had the right person? She says in the news story. Let me see if I can find it in the text here. Okay. So this is the. Uh, an employee got the phone call around 9 a.m. Sunday morning, the staff made sure to call Letha immediately after she said she had got some weird calls and that she was going back to block the number. She just went on to say there were some racially motivated things that were said that were racially motivated and violent, basically referred to me as the N word. Okay. According to what she said in the video news story, she then had a phone number to call back, but no name attached to the phone number. And then the guy yelled at her more and called her. I see. All right. So wouldn't you cover your tracks if you were committing an actual hoax hate crime? One would assume, but I also don't understand how, if she has a number that she can't turn that over to law enforcement and figure out who the hell it was. Cause police are not mentioned in this story in the video or in the text of the story in it at any point. Well, is it illegal to call somebody and be like, you're a gross fat lesbian N word or whatever he said? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, maybe there's some harassment implication. I don't know, but her claim is that it was violent, that there were threats. So if there are threats that are made, surely probably be hate crime. In fact, I don't know what Ohio law is, but uh, if they have a hate crime law, there's near zero mention of police in the story. She also says, Oh, they were unsuccessful. They were unsuccessful in what they were trying to do. Really? Cause they got you to shut down your store for a day. seems kind of mm-hmm. successful. If that's if they wanted you to go away or stop, you did that. But here's where I get confused because of course they are doing the GoFundMe bit. Bake me. The place is called bake me happy. Help bake me happy is the fund is the GoFundMe fundraiser. Absolutely abysmal turnout. Three donations for 65 bucks. They say that uh, they now have to hire uh, a guard at the door and the parking lot. And that's not cheap to do. But they said they are doing that at law enforcement advice. Why was that not mentioned in the story? Did they ever call the cops? Who's the law enforcement officer advising them to do this? It's never clarified. 
So uh, I doubt it. I doubt it on this one. But I also don't see the thing that gets me is I don't see what they're gaining. Was it just to make money? Because they it doesn't seem like they're doing that unless their bake sales or their their bakery sales are going through the roof. Uh, no, I mean, maybe it's that, but they also get the social currency and they're like, oh, the people hate us and want us to leave Columbus, Ohio. That's where it is. Yeah. I don't know. This didn't happen. So none of this matters. <laughs> All the best to you, Letha. I, uh, I, I'm Dumb name. it's a gluten free bakery too. So I can't. Oh, <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard. That's so much worse than these fat lesbians doing it. Gluten free bakery. <laughs> Get out of town. Maybe that's why. Team up with Antifa and do some work on that bakery. Just kidding, Susan Disavow. Gluten-free. That, I, I don't know that I've ever even had gluten-free bakery products. I assume they're gross, though. Well, you're not a monster, so naturally. <laughs> All right. That is a show. Let's uh, Let's check in with chat. And see what's going on. Again, I appreciate all you guys on DLive and Trovo. I can't monitor DLive's DLive Super Chat. So I just want to give a shout out to you guys supporting the show and say that you're appreciated. I don't think we're banned on DLive yet. It looks like we're still running. So that's good. Appreciate you guys over on Trovo as well. Uh, On Streamlabs, let's see what we got here. Just your standard RWDS says, the whole mask thing is pathetic. I would have hoped that more Texans would disregard these mask mandates, but I'm typically the only one maskless. I don't have much time, uh, much hope for a Texit if these people can't even push against the, a mandate. Uh, my theory is that at, I would say around me, at least I would bet comfortably that at least half of people don't agree with this. Don't want to do it. Think it's nonsense. Okay. I think so, but I think there's the, the social pressure reality that nobody wants to be the first person to walk around breaking the group norm and if you if you want to make a statement for freedom if you want to wear a mask wear a mask i'm not gonna people need to do what they want to do but if you feel compelled not to you gotta you gotta get over that that feeling of um i don't know just the the feeling of heat of everyone's critical eyes on you because you're the one breaking the norm and you gotta just you gotta just do it so I agree, but we'll see. We'll see if people, uh, the longer this goes on, people are going to have to, people are going to get sick of it. But I thought that would have expired thought, yeah, months ago. Months, months, months ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Phil says, uh, we should take a page from that Missouri gun shop that is banning Biden supporters from buying guns and ammo, make their lives uncomfortable in creative ways. Stop doing business with them. Slow walk orders. If we must, etc. I understand the spirit. Um, I, I hate that this is being done to us and I, I don't want to be a mirror image of that. I don't want to have ideological requirements for being my friends or doing being my friend or doing business with me. That said, um, living now, yeah, we live in a reality where that is what's being thrust upon us. So what, what do we do? Like if, if you have to fight fire with fire, I understand what you're saying. Even though I don't like it. But. We did it guys. Did everybody hear that? We did it. Matt's there. He's finally there fighting yeah. fire with fire. I don't want fire, but in some ways it seems like the fire is unavoidable. And uh, yeah, I, at some point you have to acknowledge it's, it's burning out of control and we have to take on the mechanisms that are available. I, I don't like that, but I get where you're coming from. Crypto Crook says this is a shout out to the Beauty and the Beta Telegram channel, despite thanks to much love for. You can't shout out Uncle A, dude. 
it's <laughs> it's cozy in there. Feel free to join new members are welcome. Also says all in the all the news uh, in today's stream. Uh, very well described by the latest Joker meme. You get what you fucking deserve. Yeah, I think that's applicable. Speaking of Telegram, I did sign up, but I still don't really get it. And I haven't set up like a group thing yet. But I do have Telegram kind of in the works. Have you signed up yet? No, I guess I should. Everybody's on my case about it. But like I just don't want to do it for social media. Mm. There's so much social media that I've got to maintain. Renike says, uh, now tell me what uh, uh, robes parade. I don't even know who that is, so I should be careful. Oh, yeah. Okay, who is this? I don't know the reference. I'll have to plead ignorance. Um, Robespierre, he was a French, let's see, I'll look this up. French French statesman. Yeah. But what did he do? He um, was in the year of a lot of... um, French Revolution. Yeah, revolutionary politicians and such. Okay. Uh, tell me what he did wrong again. I've never had so much sympathy for someone with a guillotine defensively. Susan, these people are asking for full on proletariat revolt. I stand by my, (laughs) what people are asking for proletariat revolt. Uh, I think he just means the powers that be, I gotta be careful with this one. Uh, our politicians need to consider forthcoming outcomes. That's, that's what I can say on this one. (laughs) outcomes i disavow susan obviously no I, I, I seriously speaking it would appear the encroachment is uh intentional no doubt phil says is trump's pardon list really that surprising after the last four years he's been clearly compromised uh his uh, his son-in-law has been making decisions for a while uh and <laughs> i have to be again i have to be careful with phil um and i'll just leave it there i'll just leave it there thank you phil i appreciate it michael schlecht oh wait the lab chat's up my ass about this um so apparently he was single-handedly responsible for the reign of terror oh okay i should i should know but you know i'm not a great historical mind on everything and then i saw somebody else say he was the sjw of of his time gotcha Michael Schlecht, uh, appreciate y'all. Thank you, dude. And uh, tough. Are you on D Live right now? Is this where this is coming from? No, I'm on Streamlabs. Uh, we are okay. live on D Live, as far as I understand. Still, but I'm reading chats from. But are uh, super chats coming through D Live at all? Uh, the system that I had to monitor them is down. I don't know if I got deleted okay. along with the D Live stuff, but oh. I can't. So I haven't been able to monitor them. But I can. Uh, let's see. I have just a few more on Streamlabs. You want to pause there and come back to YouTube? Oh, whatever you want. You can, you can finish up in Streamlabs. Right. I was thinking uh, for some reason you were on DLive and I was like, huh, how is that even, how is that even possible? No. Candy Max says, Matt, I can't help but notice you referring to God more late, uh, God more lately. And I'm so pleased we Christians are fearless of secular leaders. We are in a win-win situation no matter what happens to us. Uh, no matter what happens to us and they low, uh, sorry, let me read that once more. No matter we are in a win-win situation no matter what happens to us, and they loathe that. God bless you both. Um, yeah, I suppose I have. I, I don't know that I necessarily mean that in any specific faith context, but I just mean it in a kind of, I don't know, hopeful order of the world, uh, purpose-driven sort of way, you know? Um, I got a lot of things that I want to accomplish in the next year, and uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of why I say God willing, I hope they'll happen. Because to me, it's sort of like things that you have to put hope in that I can't really control, but I can do everything I can to try and we'll see where it goes. So I but I appreciate it. 
and that's not me rejecting religion either. But it's just, as always, I'm kind of on a weird path there. And we'll see where that one goes. No Guardy says, uh, we will get normal. We will get, we will get normal back when we build our own institutions, banks, internet infrastructure, police forces, and government. Good news. Plenty of people are about to get booted out of the military for not supporting the cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. That, that we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. They kicked 12 national guardsmen off duty in DC for totally unexplained reasons. Reasons. I think one of them was just in, in like a subreddit, the Donald subreddit or something like that. That's the rumor, but I have no idea. Outrageous. No guard. E also says fun news regarding HR one for this session, universal mail-in voting voter ID bans, signature verification bans, because this was the most secure and legit legitimate election in history. Seriously. That was introduced signature verification ban. Why would you want to ban signature verification? That seems insane. Is it racist to expect people to sign their envelope? Or I don't yeah. know. Uh, Redicus says N95 requires proper sealing to filter air. Any mask that doesn't have a reinforced edges will not seal. Yeah. Uh, I asked, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I ask if those staring have the coof and ask why they're out in public with the disease, uh, prove to yeah. them that the hysteria will kill them too. Yeah, maybe I just, like I said, I just didn't even realize that guy was staring at me for that reason. It took me a little bit to put it together because it was so weird. Anyway, what were you saying? Your brain old world an n95 mask i was always under the impression that those were exclusively for construction type projects they were not at all used in a surgical setting is that true i have no idea i couldn't tell you well if that's true then an n95 mask is it's it's uh mo is really only to filter out debris which is many order times larger than than a virus. Well, I know that there are medical masks that filter uh, virus uh, that are that are sufficient to filter virus particles. I, I don't know what the but classifications are, but it, mask. I don't know what the labels are. But but just surgical. just thinking yeah. intuitively, if you wanted to have a perfect seal from viral particles, you couldn't have open air on the side of the mask, even if you had proper filtration in front of your face. It might help, but it's not it's not going to eliminate like I guess what I'm saying might help is if you had a mask with an N95 insert like like I was talking about. If you had some barrier in front of your face that actually filtered viral particles, that could help. But what he's talking about is not sealed. So it also doesn't prevent entry of viral particles through the side or through the top or the bottom. Any, anyway. Oh, I guess mixed. There's some people are saying they're used in medical and they're also used to filter um dust and things like that yeah hmm. just your standard rwds says never ever side with a commie didn't the last 75 years teach you anything commies will try to get you killed or try to steal you uh steal you blind and then they will claim to be and then they will claim that they beat the evil mad guys and that you were actually in cahoots with the baddies yeah i wouldn't uh the best i can say on this the best i can say on this is that uh, if Portland wants to rot by virtue of its own choices, let them rot. I'm fine with that. I'm also, uh, you know, I, I just don't care anymore about leftist cities getting burned to the ground. I, America cities, that whole era of our cities is is over because of the actions of the left. And now I think that all of this is hilarious. I want to see them collapse on themselves like a black hole, like a dying star that's what i was thinking of like a dying star this is what they deserve i don't care about any american cities anymore fine 
do what you got to do, Antifa. As far as allying with them, I'm I'm mostly joking. Snope <laughs> says mostly false. All own. right. Well, that's good enough for me. What do we got on YouTube? A Swiftner Braveheart says, under current production and distribution capability for my blue occupied state, it will take two and a half to three and a half ish years to achieve 70 to 100% vaccination for the population. We're not a very big state either. You try to achieve 100% vaccination in any state. I mean, there have to be people like me everywhere. Come and stab it. Then we'll find out. Jeez, that's crazy. Um, Lazarus Rex Irony of the week, the people who spent three years raging about collusion are ignoring the Amazon parlor situation and the people who rage to this day about Brock Turner are fine defending Jacob Blake. That's so true. Fair comparison. I hadn't thought of that one. The other irony with Amazon lately, uh, you see that Amazon is having a a union membership vote and they have decided that mail-in voting is not acceptable. You can't (laughs) do mail-in voting if you want to vote for unionization at uh, Amazon. Yes, of security issues. Yeah, it's uh, not trustworthy. Doc Bailey says, sad the San Diego meetup got rained out. It's been a hell of a month. Serious question for you. How am I as a veteran supposed to respond when people call me a traitor? Yikes, how often does that happen? Um, I I suppose, I mean, uh, you could respond the way anyone would respond. Uh, Certainly, you can reference your military service, and and thank you for that. But a traitor to what? A traitor to what? Because I I know the values on which this country was founded, to which I am loyal. So what? I, I assume they're calling you a traitor because what? You have questions about the election. That's probably the reason. But what? Oh, I just assumed it was for for his service. Oh, I I I assumed he meant because of election stuff. But maybe it's for just just for serving. I mean, if they call you a traitor for serving in the military, that's like. And I don't even know how you address that. That's plainly insane. But if they're talking about the election stuff, well, what what founding value did you violate by having questions about the election? Because as far as I've seen, all that's happened is pe- people had questions about the process, some of which were constitutional in nature. And you wanted those questions answered through what mechanism? The legal mechanism. There is nothing. You can't be a traitor to the system by operating within the system. You can be a traitor by violently overthrowing your country or by aiding and abetting enemies trying to do that. And I know people would say, well, that's what the Capitol Raiders were trying to do. I have a little bit of dispute there, but I'm not a Capitol Raider just by saying the election. There's some questions about the election. Ask him what the values ask, what values you're betraying. That's what I would say. Yeah. And then point out all the ways that the the left is truly traitorous, uh, selling us out to China and other world forces, betraying constitutional values of those, although those aren't serving to protect us anyway. I mean, the the whole concept of of anybody really on the right being a traitor, except for those that are in politics, is (laughs) ridiculous. See all or most. Or most, yeah. Um, Friends and Fishing with Paul, uh, thank you. Um, Pep, thank you very much. Far Too Hard says, Biden translator says, unity is doing is doing what we want without complaining. Yeah. Yeah, it means submit. True. Yep. Laurel says, in the word Celtic, the C is hard. Oops. It sounds like well, Celtic. Sound Only the Boston basketball team mispronounces it. I probably should have read that whole thing before I read it incorrectly. I thought that the, no, that was, was me. Pronunci- I was talking about the, I don't know. I've always, I've heard it Celtic, but Celtic, whatever. Nazi symbol. That's that's what's important. 
the, it's I don't the know. Ep- I, I, I think Celtic. Is that incorrect? It's the epitome of Nazi symbols. Let's be clear. Thank you, Laura. Um, oh, yikes. Um, this is from Pep. My shot. My son shot and killed himself with my SIG P320. Should I keep the gun or get, or get rid of it? What do you think? I, I cannot possibly answer that. I, I mean... I would imagine that you have a terrible association with it. I, I don't know if you're asking me because of the um, the association that you have with it or because of the fear of its lethality, but I I am not in that situation, so I, I cannot opine. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I am very sorry, and I can say that I do have direct experience with this. Um, I, I lost my brother to suicide by the same method, and that was a question in my family, and you know, I don't want to go too far down this road because i don't want to it's a it's an intimate family detail obviously but that was a question of what to do uh ultimately we decided to uh have the weapon uh just destroyed and there was an option to donate it to police use or things like that we just decided that we did not want to one have anything to do with that weapon as far as the family is concerned but two that it wouldn't necessarily be right to donate it to someone else without letting them know. So we just opted to have it destroyed, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with whatever you decide there. I think that this is such a difficult thing to confront that you just got to go what feels right to you and go with, go yeah. with that. And I'm, oh. I'm terribly sorry to hear it. And trust me, I, I understand the situation. So please, if, if, if I can, if I can help with any, conversation on this issue or anything like that send me an email and uh and all the best to you and your family i'm terribly i'm terribly sorry to hear it i'm sorry too um cam c i can't believe brennan actually said people who share values with ron paul are extremely dangerous i hope you guys are good by the way gave hero soap a try my almonds have never smelled better (laughs) ron paul extremely dangerous have you ever seen a more level-headed and gentle man he's delivered four thousand babies Yes, is that danger. true? Good for him. And he and I, I listened to him on Ruben lately, and and it seems like he's totally fine after the on air health episode. So that's good. And I can I confirm, uh, Hero Soap does does clean the old nuts well. That's true. Snack uh, eight. You need to make a correction with the Parker v. Amazon in part seven in the contract. It states that they need to give thirty days unless they declare it was extreme then they can use part six, which allows them to cancel without 30 days. No, but that's under legal dispute. That's what's being litigated right now. Like, obviously we're talking about according to parlor, but that's not settled yet. That's Amazon's oh, it's position. What it's, it says Parker, but obviously yeah, that, he means that's Amazon's position and that's fine. Right. But there's a breach of contract dispute that's still active right now. Um, angry bell sprout, uh, check out pastor Warren shot by cops during mental health check. Now Killeen is getting armed defense units to defend black Texans. city prides itself on unity within races with events like state of the black community. Hmm. Um, I, have you heard about this? Uh, no, I don't know the story. Patrick. Neither Warren. do I. Patrick Warren. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, knuckle hunky buck. Um, it's the return to, to decency. I'm a set degeneracy. Uh, yikes. And Syria, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, et cetera. Get ready for four years of iron fisted tolerance and bloodthirsty compassion. I know 
I'm really worried. This really. Uh, Patrick Warren shooting just broke over the week, or at least the body cam footage was released over the weekend. So it's uh, an officer who shot and killed a black man during a mental health check earlier this month. But I haven't seen the footage, so I can't really comment. I, know, I can't comment. Um, Bo Swain's mate says, no, no, no. They want to keep him around and propped up until January 21st, 2023, then dump him. That way, under the 22nd Amendment, Kamala will be able to finish Joe's term and still be able to run for two terms on her own. Yeah, I've heard this. That's the thinking. Is that if she but gets she's so unpopular, there's no way she's going to be elected. But then they can cook the books now, so who knows? Yeah. You get Kamala uh, Kamala Harris a 10-year term potentially through this approach. Oh god. Um dilly dilly. Instead of putting up it's okay to be white signs, we should put up Democrat campaign posters from the late 1800s. Imagine CNN having to <laughs> call actual democrat campaign posters hate speech that's funny i like yeah, it yeah but there was I the like great it. reversal in the southern strategy and all that they always explain that away uh aquarius the band hey guys thanks for your advice a while ago in the end i chose bothell over oklahoma city oklahoma city is just too much of a shithole also i'm a big coffee shop fan and i'll only be working eastward ranging bothell to spokane i wish you well yeah i mean honestly i think i probably would have done the same and just because of the weather in Oklahoma. Congrats on the move. That's good to hear. Chris Sullivan. This Bible verse was thrust before my eyes this morning and I just wanted to share it. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Much love, Chris. Thank you so much, Chris. Much I hope that we're we love all you. fulfilling God's You're very purpose, special. You never really know, do you? you do the um, best you can. Yep. Um, Coca-Cola <laughs> politics aside, the change in press secretary was downgraded by every objective measure. We traded a quick witted blonde bombshell for a mid witted daywalker plain Jane, the epitome of a five. I know. I also don't want to see a redhead in red. I just <laughs> too much. I didn't want to jump on that bandwagon cause it was all over Twitter. The comparisons. I mean, you are objectively correct. The one thing that bugs me, though, is I didn't like when the left went after Sarah Sanders or Sarah Huckabee Sanders for her uh, for her appearance. And so I didn't really want to pile on because that stuff yeah, gets kind they of annoying. Did. So yeah. now it's all fair game. They set the standard, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that that's true. Uh, this pattern is observed across many uh, in, in many areas and in many uh, offices where, where the left wields power. They. Uh, well. They don't often win the aesthetics game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I know. I don't even have a problem with redheads. I don't know why I dump on them all the time. Redheaded women are beautiful. I mean, the men are SOL, though. <laughs> you heard it here. Jenny Nickham. I can't wait to listen to the Matt and Blonde show on a ham radio in my little bug out Ted shed <laughs> in the future. You really do keep us sane, and I hope you can stay around for several more years. Hugs. Thank you, Jenny. Oh, well, thank I don't you. know gonna do i mean i'm everybody's noticed that the show kind of has this gravity to it now because i just feel like um there's just impending doom all the time just impending doom i don't i don't i don't even know how to make levity out of the situation we're gonna we're gonna carry on until they tell us that we can't you know i appreciate it thank you for keeping us on the air whatever those airwaves may be and uh i've had some people emailing me about ham radio and it's a skill i should develop it's remarkable we haven't been banned yet. I just can't. I, it's hard to believe. It makes me think that you're a Fed, or maybe I'm a Fed. <laughs> yeah. S- someone's a Fed, yeah. 
someone said Nigel Hall. So Matt and Blonde, what is a nativist Biden mentioned it? Uh, what is a nativist Biden mentioned it in his speech and it filtered into the media soon after? Is this a thing, or they're just pushing for illegal immigrants? And Matt, look up the Cowboy 2021 for some cringe. Did he say that in a derogatory way? I think so. I think he listed the uh, the nativists along with the white supremacists and the bigots and all that. The uh, uh, I don't have a, a sour connotation with the word nativist. I can't remember the exact exactly what he said. Um, when I Google Cowboy 2021, though, all that shows up is stories about the Dallas Cowboys. What am I looking for? <laughs> He said for some cringe, so I don't know. I guess Thank if it's the Cowboys. Uh, Shanique was stunning and brave. Matt and I just decided to be platonic friends, and then he incited an erection. So we fell back into our old ways, and he loved it as much as the Capitol riot. Blonde, loving the MILF look. Uh, this is just my face now. I don't know what to tell Incited you. the erection. Um, thank you for that. Bethany Thank W. You. Biden will not ride. Will, I, I almost said will not ride Trump. Will ride not Trump. <laughs> Until Camel Toe assumes the throne, Camel Toe then will ride, not Biden, and will rescue America. Mark my words to set up. Yeah, that's a very accurate prediction. We really should do that prediction segment. That's uh, if I could see it happening. Wow, that's uh, I could definitely see it happening. But wow, what a uh, what a downer of an outlook if that's the trajectory that we're headed down. Oof. We'll see. Francois de la Pirone says the idiot Saki wasn't wearing a mask in the white house press room either is there an i don't is there an exception for speakers i don't know she's the press secretary how do you say that saki it's p-s-a-k-i is her name jen saki jen saki i don't know why i said saki um yeah i don't think that they're i mean um magnani wasn't doing that either i think that once they get up there they take it off eh? she does wear it to the podium can confirm just not while speaking the old restaurant rules. Um, Amber, the drunken pickle maker, my life goal, become president, have most ba- most based male VP ever repeal the 19th rescue. Recuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I like the country, but it's good. Daniel Bennington, Matt and I once made love. We were on federal land. We got pulled over by the authorities. We were let go. Once Matt explained that we were celebrating and he was extending my noise maker. Is that what it's called? And just a noise maker. Maybe we can go with that. Thank you for that, Swiftner Braveheart. Military custom and courtesy is that subordinates initiate salutes to superiors. Both Marines were holding the entry door and did not initiate a salute for Biden to return. Hmm. Joe mumbled, not bumbled. Huh. Yeah, as much as I want to buy into the tinfoil on that one, I think it was just a weird, mumbly Joe Biden moment. That's about it. A crafty Huragok? If you win, you live. If you lose, you die. If you don't fight, you cannot win. Yeah, there's truth to that, but I, I, you can win through immoral means, which uh, is sometimes a fate worse than death. There are fates worse than death, and I, I don't intend to yeah. experience them. Is that one? Is what one? Compromising your principles. Sure. Is that a fate worse than death? I'd rather die than become a serial killer, for example. Yeah. Ra- yeah. Okay. Depends on which principle. I yeah. Suppose. The, the point is there are moral thresholds that if crossed produce fates worse than death. Only if you're a man, <laughs> women don't think like that. Yeah. Um, Cyclops nine twenty four. 
Akira the Dawn just uh, released a new Jordan Peterson album, JBP Wave Aesthetic. I highly recommend it to anyone looking for meaningful music. You guys should have Akira, Akira on the show. Meaning Wave exists. I don't, I don't know I, what. Yeah, I don't know the reference, unfortunately, but uh, I will check it out. Peterson, so not going to happen over here. Leave Jordan alone. What, what is wrong with people? I criticized him like mildly in my BPS interview and people were like, I can't possibly imagine why you would criticize Jordan Peters. I'm like, he still has a cult following. What is this? 2016. Like, you are you people serious? Like, son of people a bitch. still are into Jordan Peterson. He's been revealed as a no nothing grifter, right? No, come on. That's not fair. I can't. Oh, no, no. He's not a, he's a man who has faults like many men do, but he is. I am not faulting him for having faults that made him much more likable to me. Hmm. Um, it's this, uh, I just kind of feel like he, maybe he's controlled opposition. And then the whole thing with his daughter, it's like the family grift. It's, I hate the whole thing. I don't think it's a grift. I think that he's a guy who was thrown into a difficult spot and, uh, had a, had a wave of fame as a result of it. And I think he, I, I don't, I'm not going to fault a guy for having personal issues and trying to get through them. And I hope he comes out. I'm not. What's the the grift? I don't understand what the grift is. He was making $6 million a year that like those first few years, I think Mm. his personality test is a grift. Um, I think maybe 12 rules for life might be a grift, but he, well, come on. You can't write a book when you have a wave of projection of my hatred of the lion diet, which has basically no science to back up. (laughs) And $600 a year or whatever for this uh, membership club. And didn't he have the personality test before the wave of fame? Uh, I don't know. And it's not that expensive. I paid for it back in the day. <laughs> you perpetuated the grift. <laughs> I did. And then I went to his, um, his thing, his uh, one of his speaking engagements. And even though I didn't pay for the tickets, they were very expensive. I think like $200 a ticket, something like that. Well, market reality is what it is. You know, if you can pull it, if you can fill in a, if you can fill a, a venue at that price, good for you. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be mad at people for having a lot of pull and making money. That's just the reality of what it is. Oh, it was the Faith Goldie thing. That's what put me over the edge. I will agree that was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you don't, that don't remember that, Faith Goldie was put on a free speech panel with Jordan Peterson, and then they pulled her from it for being too controversial because she did an interview at Charlottesville or some shit. And then Jordan Peterson came out and made some public statement about how like she was just too hot. Like they they couldn't be near her because of the bad press she was getting. It's like now seems like a really good time to stand up for free speech. But yeah. instead he pushed out. Um, Dan Yodel, Longtime listener, first time live stream viewer, Matt, do you have veneers? Those teeth are white as fuck. <laughs> yes, Matt is so vain that he has veneers. Under yeah. those teeth are like the tiny, you know, when you get veneers, they have to shave your teeth down a is little bit. <laughs> if, if they did, if that's what they, if I had that done, I would hope they look better than, than mine do. Uh, but I appreciate it. No, my secret is, uh, what do I use? I use Sensodyne toothbrush, uh, toothpaste, because, uh, you know, sometimes they get a little sensitive and uh, keep the enamel nice and solid and then uh listerine listerine is the other uh, part of the routine oh thank you live chat he also said brett kavanaugh should step down after um, that was weird too that was a yeah, that was the other thing i yeah. knew he had violated my three strikes rule that uh, was the third that was it yeah, yeah uh, probably I, I will definitely say that one was a was a didn't he cl- didn't he clarify on that or didn't he come back i can't remember but he said that if i remember correctly he said that uh, he was just too divisive and it would be a gesture to heal the country hmm. if he would voluntarily step down. Yeah. 
That was not a good one. That was the third, that was the third strike. Yeah. Hmm. Um, bravo, Victor. How do I deal with all this absurdity? Biden, uh, haikus, the leg hair stiffens adolescent aroma. The batacoverer. <laughs> you can ne- <laughs> you never know how to read that word. Just type it out any way you want, but everyone knows what word you're talking about. Yeah. True or not at all. Uh, Freddie sauce, those chicks getting hit on in Seattle by the immigrant. Am I the only one um, who found it funny that the mayor came out and said it would be a summer of love and then chicks get hit uh, named summer and love? Uh, not hit on, <laughs> hit in Seattle. That makes a lot more sense. The, uh, Were their the names? launching. One of them was named Summer something, and she was a like non-binary person. Uh, let me Google it. Seattle yeah. Freeway, Summer, Love. Diaz Love. It was it was Diaz Love and Summer Taylor. Diaz Love and Summer Taylor. That is true. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Buddha 56 uh, dumped all the lemons on D live. I don't know what that means. Hope you can still collect and look forward to the new platform, whatever it is. Thank you. I don't, I've never familiarized myself with D live. So it's their, uh, their sites currency. So that's what a lot of people are doing is if they're holding any currency on the site, since I've opened that back up, they've just dumped it and they're leaving for Trovo and we'll see if D live decides to ban us or not. And if they do, will they make good on the actual the, this currency that's still in their system or will they just steal it all back i don't i don't know we'll have to find out thank you buddy Aaron. appreciate it and i'm sorry what's happened to d live it sucks but i hope we can set up something on on trovo or elsewhere trovo eh? okay um eric nervik says i was born in seattle my family has been in washington since coming from norway it's super sad to see antifa take over the place i love and where my ancestors worked so hard mm-hmm. um that's true. That is really unfortunate. Seattle is a was a beautiful city. So Eric with a K. I love that. Good spelling. Yeah. Um, Mark Laflamme says, I had a horrible dream where I tuned into Mountain Blonde and they were spewing leftist drivel. When I complained to my wife, she disagreed and insisted they were right in the money. It was all terrible. <laughs> Scary. Thank you. He says, he said, salute the Marines. That would come out of an earpiece. Also, I miss 4K Blonde. Hi, I miss the, what is that supposed to be? I don't know. Is, was that censored by YouTube or did he censor that? Something starts with a B, ends with an. I X mean, it, and there asterisk, asterisks. I know what would fit in there, but I don't know if that's what he means. A synonym for anal. Butt sex? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> that's what it looks like. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Jay Val says 90 or says, um, Trump was a message to the Republican party to grow balls. He was always a brick, not a Messiah. Also the reason, um, us people aren't seeming to fight lockdowns is that many local governments aren't enforcing. That's true. Yeah. In a lot of small towns, it's basically, uh, it's just a piece of paper and people put it in their window and it doesn't, nothing much happens beyond that. But then again, the restrictions in bigger cities are real and enforced not only by bureaucrats and law enforcement, but by citizen against citizen as well. So. How do you pronounce asterisk? Asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. I've, I've been saying this incorrectly, like maybe my whole life. What did you say? Asterisk. Asterisk is what I've been saying. Oh, no. There's a, the, yeah. a, the S prior to the, to the K. Asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. Wow. How did I get this far in my life saying this word incorrectly? 
Swifter Braveheart, um, alternate course of action to secession, uh, local nullification of higher government overreach, county, city of state, or state or federal, state of federal. It'll take our long-term engagement to elect local sheriffs. Hmm. The sheriff question is uh, very important. I talk about it on my interview with Legal Man, which was posted last week. Thank you for that. The jackalope. Create our own party. Take the Constitution. 75 million people buy four ounces of gold to create our own gold standard and live the life we want to live. If it becomes a challenge, then defensively is an option. I like talking about our options. They seem like they're few and far between, but... Uh, maybe if if you're do. organizing this, send me an email. I'm in. Mm, Uhuru says, Matt and I once made love. Ugh, our, oh gosh, this is the highs and lows of this episode with talking to Ian and then this, this having to read this, our beard scruff intertwined as we made sweet love. He then told me he was glad blonde's power went out. Otherwise he would have been hosting the Colin show that night. That took a weird turn. Incited um, the erection. Long dong John. Matt and Ian Smith once made love and blonde was jelly that he got all that beard. Um, that too incited the erection. Incited the erection. <laughs> J.E. says, oh, this is verification. Okay. Whoops, damn it. Hi, Matt. I missed the butt sex. That makes oh. more sense. Um, also, you guys should start a membership like Tim Pool. We've talked about it, and it's just not really our jam. It, it depends. What? I don't know. I'm not going to say never because we will get banned at some point, but um, right now it's not the best. I'm not clear on his model. He has a membership, and it's like he hosts his own thing, and you have to – or what, what does that mean? I so, I Are you talking about putting additional content behind a paywall? But Maybe I'm, I don't know what Tim's model is on this, but be nice to Tim. I would uh, be nice to Tim. Be nice to Jordan. Be nice to Ben. <laughs> don't categorize all of those people together. Tim is clearly the leader in that pack of. of people. All right, let's break it down. Who is the worst? Let's go. No, I'm just. Ben I, I know your ranking. I know your ranking. Somebody uh, actually messaged me on Instagram. There is a picture of somebody who got this giant Ben Shapiro tattoo. You should send it. Send me a screenshot. I want to see what that looks like. Uh, Knuckle hunky buck. My nephew said the other day that he saw a couple of homeless people under a bridge sharing a COVID vaccination. He's 20 and said it was a joke. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. It's yeah, a good one. They totally Late to the party seven. Per BMJ article, the 70s formula for herd immunity is perhaps fundamentally flawed. It assumes uniform immune response um, and random human interaction. Both are clearly not true. That's true. We have disturbed the random human interaction with social distancing protocols. Hmm. And if there's not a uniform immune response, which there's clearly not, we don't know fuck about shit about this vaccine. So how can we even say that? Um, thank you for that. Ooh. Holden Mulray, hi, truth seekers. I too am skeptical of the claims around COVID, but how do you explain the surge in ICU cases? Sincere, not rhetorical question. Thanks and God bless. Um, as far as I can tell, there has not really been a surge in ICU cases. Um, people are saying that, I, I keep hearing reports like ICU operating at 95% occupancy. And when you look at standard uh, occupancy of ICU rates, if the hospital administrator is doing their job, they're always operating between 85 and 95% occupancy. Um, I'm not really seeing a lot of evidence that there is any excess ICU, uh, ICU occupancy. And you remember all of that stuff that they built for the excess Corona cases. Um, none of it was used in Seattle or New York. Remember that ship that sure. they, that they, yeah, yeah, none of it I, was used. 
I don't know what the current status of ICU cases is in this country. I also don't know the trend. I don't know where we are relative to where we have been. So I can't speak to that. But to the to the broader point that you're making, I have seen hardly any instances where people who needed certain specific care were denied that care because of shortages. There might be isolated incidents out there. And I know you can link an article that's like this guy needed this but didn't get it because they didn't have it. Okay, maybe that happens. But if this thing was on the scale that we're talking about and we actually had a systemic inability to create the resources needed to treat it, that would be something that's on a mass scale. There would be piles of people who needed intubation or whatever at an ICU level and didn't get it. And we just, we don't see that. And that's, I I think that there's a lot of that fear mongering for exactly the reason you're talking about hospital resource. Hospitals are businesses just like anything else. They don't want to operate. If you have in general, 12 people in the hospital at any given point in time, you're not going to operate a 350 bed hospital because that doesn't make any sense and you'll lose money. So what do we do? We, 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 you, you have minimal excess space, minimal excess resources. And then if you get overwhelmed, that's when we bring in the backup resources. And to your point, we've been able to do that all over throughout this. We had, uh, the, um, the, the charity, uh, field hospitals in New York. We had the, the, the giant boat, which I'm unclear. LA and, and California has been getting ravaged lately relative to the rest of the country. And we keep hearing these stories about L.A. ICUs and L.A. medical resources in California in general. But why is why didn't the giant boat go to L.A. like it went to New York? It never did. Why? And if there truly was ICU overload in in a meaningful way, we would see people actually dying in the streets. Presumably. In city center. Yeah. Um, because there are only so many city hospitals and they're very population dense areas. And uh, there's a huge homeless population, too. So you would actually see dead people in the streets if ICUs we're operating at 150% capacity all the time. Yeah. Now, how do uh, I, now let's assume that it's correct that there is an ICU surge. Well, the way I would explain that is you probably have the virus spreading more. It's, it's pretty widespread at this point. So it's getting to a broader population of people. And what else do we know about uh, the U S population? It's generally or comparatively unhealthy to a lot of other countries. We have people that are probably more prone to more intensive care needs by virtue of their weight or by virtue of preexisting conditions. So I don't, I'm not too alarmist about that thing. I think the number one thing that you could do to, to uh, keep yourself safe from coronavirus is, is try to get in healthy, good shape yourself. I understand that everybody can do that, but a lot of people can and choose not to. And that's a problem. There's also um, more, broad, uh, symptom sickness in the winter. Yeah. So if there is an increase going on right now, it's, uh, probably some overlap, uh, Nero, Anna, Max and bear, you know, I, I, it seems like I'm illiterate, but our setup is as such that my computer is so far away from me that I just cannot, <laughs> I cannot read some of these super chats. Like it's I see the- people in the live this bitch can't read. I'm like, it's just so far away. It's from one me. of the quirks of the Google meet that we've had to work with, but we're working yeah. on some other stuff. So maybe we can have blonde close to a screen again. No, oh, I know. I'm like, Ooh. um, Hey blonde, stop listening to milk toast five ninety and start listening to no agenda show. You two would have, would both appreciate it. I do listen to five ninety sometimes because I still, uh, kind of like rush Limbaugh. Now that he's dying, he's a lot more based because mm. he's not afraid of like lifelong mm. repercussions. So I tune in, um, in the car every once in a while. Everyone, yeah. Uh, Buddha five fifty six. Um, fork it. I'm done with COVID. Time to armor up the four four two zero. What is that? Is that a gun? Is that a the car? Forty four twenty, and see how far <laughs> into DC, DC she'll make it defensively. What is that? 
Uh, I don't know. I assume it's probably some sort of mechanical reference. John wow, Deere 4420. Oof, we're never going to make it in the. the it's in a the tractor. It's a tractor. Oh, no. I probably should have known that. Laurel says, how do we convince leftists that wearing plastic bags over their head is the best protection from COVID? Maybe that should be our new initiative. Mm, I like it. Might be able to sell it. Yuvan says, I'm sorry, but any mask is not better than no mask. Studies have shown that consistently wearing the same mask over months spread it worse than wearing no mask at all. These people are clowns. I know I had to go to the pediatrician the other day and I, I literally found a mask that I had been carrying in a bag with my shoes and I wore it because they had none available. And mm. I just, I was like, this can't, this can't be helping anybody. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Swiftner Braveheart. The timing of restrictions lifting will lead to a predictable moment of relief consistent with the power and control cycle of abuse. That relief can become addictive codependency in its own right. Mm. I do like the analogies to an abusive relationship. This it, it makes it make more sense to me what's happening. Esoterica unbound climate denialism, mass denialism, election denialism. Democrats are sentient beings. Denialism seems <laughs> I've become Dr. Freaking wait, what? Dr. No. Dr. No. Um, Dr. Freaking No. Does anyone know where there's a hollowed out volcano for sale? <laughs> we do need uh, yeah, evil mastermind layer at this point. Jordan Sow. Uh, love you, MFers. Keep up the good work, guys. We're we're trying. We're still making a show remarkably. Thank you, man. Um, Halesburg says wearing a mask for hours while going up and down ladders and lifting heavy items sucks. That sounds miserable. Torturous. That just sounds Ridiculous. Um, PG says mass mouth is becoming a thing as reported by a family dentist. Check Google. It's there. Well, yeah, if it, that uh, makes sense, it makes your mouth disgusting. Yeah. Links to tooth decay. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how, but I guess it, it makes sense. Um, Plum Logan, pretty sure Cuomo is opening up New York because he got a test back positive for antibodies. Those bathhouse <laughs> nipple rings really paid off. Yeah. What is up with his boobs? Forgot about that. Google uh, Andrew Cuomo nipple rings. It's out there. Let me see it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how I oh, remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hard, hard. Uh, we can join Antifa and we can convince them that we aren't the Nazis. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't deal with these people, but as long as they want to burn down leftist cities, I'll let them. Ryan Purecker says, I work uh, Luna. A welding trucks flew Trump 2020 flags. I told the organizer that Biden was coming for oil and gas. He was clueless. There's a total disconnect from union management and working members. Seriously? I figured that everybody was pissed off about this. I have to reload. Yeah. Yeah. God speeds you guys, man. This sucks. And it, and it, it sucks for the workers, but it also sucks for us as consumers. You are going to see either the price of oil rise or at least not be as low as it potentially could have been. And that sucks from a travel perspective, but also every good we consume virtually is connected to the price yeah. of oil. So get ready for costs to increase in uh, any number of ways. Stogies and Boomstick says, I'm six months, or in six months, not I'm six months, in six months, I've been to Texas, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Arkansas, Illinois, Nebraska, Louisiana, Missouri, Wisconsin, Tennessee, like the Johnny Cash song, I guess. Only in Missouri was I confronted about a lack of a mask. I told them I was, or I told them to get bent and walked away from everyone. Uh, really? Everyone thinks masks are stupid enough or sorry, everyone thinks masks are uh, stupid. Few have the courage to speak up. Yeah. 
Um, Long Dong John says, uh, Jack and Zook perch a bunch of Antifa accounts after those peaceful protests. Guess the Democrats' useful idiot brown shirts have outlived their usefulness until the next Republican president. We're never going to have another Republican president. Another instance of very convenient timing. Wow, thank you. We purged all those uh, violent Antifa accounts. This is a $5 donation, but I have to read this. This is from Sean Anderson. The bakery should have been called the Blue Waffle Bakery. (laughs) Uh, The second one that I heard that was really good is a wet bread. That's a deep internet cut for the rest of you. Uh, I don't Uh, even know that one. What's the, can you, can you explain that one? Not, it will start an internet war that I do not want to. I don't want to be a part of uh, Bobby Collins. I recently watched a video from Bill Whittle. Are you Googling wet bread right now? Carry on. <laughs> Titled luxury beliefs. It is very insightful. Check it out. If you haven't already, I have not, I haven't heard about Bill Whittle in a long time. Um, Buddha five fifty six. Um, get the compact CC gun covered. Any suggestion for the full size uh, mil spec carry piece from the audience? Well, I'd, you'd have to consult the audience. I don't carry, I don't carry any kind of full size handgun, um, but that's just me. Some people do. Uh, to me, I have a hard enough time concealing even highly concealable guns. So concealment is very important to me. So I don't, I don't carry a full size, but some people might. Um, I don't know what the recommendations would be. I don't know. I guess uh, you could go like full boomer and carry the uh, the full size forty five nineteen eleven. Go with that. Did you find it? Uh, no, I couldn't find the. No, I couldn't. It, it it doesn't have stuff that's related to like anything that's. I assume it's lesbian related. What I'm looking for. No, it's it's right wing politics related. Oh. Maybe type oh. it into 4chan. You'll find it then. I'll have to keep uh, looking. Luke Gibson says my my wife's mom works as a nurse, and they were an N95 mask with a surgical mask over it. Ugh to keep the N95 clean, not because it makes it more effective. That sounds so awful. Uh, Bobby Collins, Matt, I know you don't like fighting fire with fire, but it's not like we're asking you to spread the gospel over our Lord and Savior. Just a few war crimes here and there defensively. Uh, All right. I'm listening. A thunderstorm says uh, one fourth cup organic oats, one cup organic kefir, two tablespoons organic flour, soak overnight fridge. Um, morning add cinnamon, organic fruits, berries, enjoy. <laughs> Recipe you. in the chat. Not sure I've heard that before. Uh, Son of the Wolf Blonde, you should interview Ryan uh, Michelle and Jack Donovan. They both discuss how to be better men in today's society and how to fight the feminization. And please write me an email or I will not remember. Um, but thank you for that. Jay Mill, for levity, I'm disappointed nobody has created in the spirit of Waldo a Where's Bernie Digital book, yet everyone using everyone's favorite pick right now. I know it's very funny and also sad. I didn't. I wasn't into that meme. Am I the only one? I was like, eh, not that good. I don't care. I thought it was sad. Hmm. Um, Knuckle hunky buck. The best thing about gingers is you can bang them while you're in a relationship, and it doesn't count as cheating because they don't have souls. Wow. Sorry, Hannah. Watching this. It's not about you. Uh, <laughs> Cal L says Robert Barnes announces on his podcast earlier tonight that he's submitting an appeal to the Supreme court on behalf of Michael Strickland. Excellent. I hope to hear from them. Uh, I hope to get some updates from them soon. That's um, people don't remember. That's the guy who uh, pulled his Glock defensively at an Antifa riot in 2016 and went all the way through the Oregon legal system and is still a, uh, 
still is a felon as far as the Oregon justice system is concerned. So I'm glad to to hear they've uh, appealed. Although, to, of course, that doesn't mean the Supreme Court is going to take the case. I assume Robert Barnes is just announcing we've filed the appeal, which is great. I'm glad that he's doing that. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I will celebrate further when uh, we actually face uh, a more realistic prospect for justice in this case. But that's good to hear. Uh, Michael Strickland is, if you go back and listen to him on the show, he's like the most reasonable, soft-spoken man who just wants to go there and do actual journalism of recording what's going on. And he was threatened and pursued. He backed away and he backed away and he backed away only in, when they are going to surround him. Does he pull his weapon defensively? And the state of Oregon says he's something akin to an attempted murderer. Insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, Buddha 56 says chewing tobacco is better than smoking. Change my mind. Trying to prove I'm not getting through as per YouTube. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even know if that's true. It's probably better than smoking, right? I have never tried either. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I've never chewed tobacco in my life. Really? I have tried weed. That's it. And you didn't like it. You freaked out. No, it's terrible. I'll never do it again. I mean, I have, I've, I've tried it like 10 times, but the last time was highly potent and an awful experience. I really miss it, you know? I used to be such a degenerate, just smoking weed constantly. You know, I was rewatching one of our streams, um, but it wasn't a Beauty and the Beta stream. We were like on with somebody else or like Sugar Tits. We were on somebody else's stream. And there's a moment where you can hear me smoking out of a bong. (laughs) You can hear it, but not see it? Well, I wasn't. I had turned my camera off so that I I could (laughs) smoke out of this bong. And then Bering says, is somebody smoking out of a bong? I don't even remember that. How could I forget that? I, I don't know. I just don't think you noticed, but um, huh. I was like, no, it wasn't me. But there was a time where I was just smoking weed constantly and it's just terrible. I, I can't even, I couldn't even do it once now without just losing my mind. Hmm. Never again. Uh, Sticky dad says they, they may torture my body, break my bones, even kill me. Then they will have my dead body, but not my obedience. Said Gandhi kind of. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Something to think All about. Right. Buddha 56, Tim Pool, Beauty and the Beta, Ben Shapiro, Joe Rogan, end of podcast list. I don't like your list. <laughs> hey, at least you ranked higher than uh, your most hated Joe person. Rogan. Yeah, but we're behind Tim Pool. That's all right. I hope it's that's not, a random assortment. That's not know. a bad, Tim that's not like a, it's not a bad, li- that's not a bad uh, second place, I suppose. That's a highly yeah. accomplished person. Jay says, whoops, I meant Tim Tool. Uh, you can do a Come membership on. right through YouTube, $5. Am I talking to my parents? I'm older than both of you. Shakes my head at Matt misses it too. I know we, we have some boomer qualities. Um, sock puppet Joe no, in there's California you, to clarify quickly. There is YouTube membership. Yeah, I'm aware of that, but YouTube makes you jump through some hoops that I don't want to do. So I thought, well, I can just, you know, I can deal with this through my own website and through some other avenues. I'm not jumping through Susan's hoops anymore. That's why I opted out, uh, before. Les Doe's and Doe is spelled like bread dough. Okay. That's a good one. Thank you. Audience submission. That was good. Oh, for the, oh, um, I didn't even get it. That's for the bakery. Les Doe's. You were like, that's a weird thing for her to say. I, I didn't really okay. get it. Thank you. <laughs> Les Doe's. Um, Sock Puppet Joe in California, my brother and sister work in hospitals and they're packed all diabetic getting COVID. So watch your diet. Interesting. Yeah. I would imagine that if, if ICUs are overburdened, it's definitely people with underlying conditions. Yeah. Um, Buddha 56. Hey, thanks for entertaining my drunk ash. Keep Americans tactical. <laughs> Thank you so much. Indeed. Doesn't Thank matter. You. I, I only have but one ass to risk. It's also 
uh, LEO military patch shown as one asterisk. That's clever. I like that. I haven't seen that before. I will remember now. TGR Ghostwriter. Matt and I made love. He incited my insurrection, then showed me asterisks. <laughs> asterisks. Incited the erection. Is this, is this the theme? To, did you say asterisks before? I guess I never noticed. I said asterisks. 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 I'm not, I'm a non-drinker. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you sound drunk. (laughs) All right. Asterisk. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't say it. Asterisk. 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 Yeah. Like risk. Um, Let me reload. I think we're good, though. Uh, Pineapple Girl says, oil prices going up is the only positive thing Biden will do for my family. We are oil and mineral owners in Oklahoma. Corona has annihilated us. Well, light at the end of the tunnel, incidentally, unfortunately, but I suppose a a selfish I don't mean nice because has annihilated you i meant nice because at least somebody's getting something out at of least it, somebody so is coming out ahead yeah. although you'd like the market to determine that and not biden's meddling but you know whatever reality lobster says a french teen girl got fifty thousand treats from north uh afkas because she is lgbtq and did not like his beliefs who is correct here i'm not I, okay a french teen girl got 50 what does this even mean Fifty thousand treats because I, mm. I feel like this is one of these tricky things that I'm supposed to read and it sounds like something else. So I have to defer. I have to punt because I'm not, my brain is shot at this time. And I'm sorry. In mind, <laughs> Thank you. Reality lobster. All right. Um, let's catch up on, uh, we just have a few over on streamlabs. We'll call it a night. Kim says I was walking with a friend of mine who is a nurse. She said they are paying nurses five bucks an hour to administer the COVID vaccine. Some places the nurses have to sign a waiver agreeing to what they're doing it makes you wonder uh, and i guess that's it i just thought there was more because of the ellipses um yeah i don't know is there increased pay for administering the vaccine is that a thing i don't know or is that do you mean five dollars an hour period or do you mean five additional uh dollars an hour i'm confused on that i also don't know anyway william cooper says uh not here's a spicy one not one mention of beijing biden's i'll have to rephrase Beijing Biden's coincidental cabinet disappointed in you two. I have seen the memes. I've seen the memes. I'm aware. <laughs> Thank you, William. Candy Mac says the N95 material inside a normal mask is bullshit. We wear N95 and surgical mask over it, but are doing aerosol aerosolizing procedures. The only reason we double up is to protect our N95 since we get one per shift. Pre-pandemic, it was one per each patient. Okay, so this medical correspondent guy on NBC may not be uh, quite all there or quite accurate with his recommendations, but that is not surprising. Okay. All right. I think we are uh, all set. Again, thank you guys on DLive. I'm, I wish I could read chats as normal, but DLive has asked that. I'll see what I can do about Trovo. Appreciate your patience. We'll try to uh, smooth this out for the coming shows and uh, see where it goes. So thank you guys for your help and your patience there. And again, if you are a Trovo person, you want to do mod work or help us build the community there, just send me an email. We'll see what we can do. Anyway, that will do it for the show tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, as always. Uh, keeping us in touch with the facts and the proper pronunciations. Add Celtic to epitome and asterisk and all those other words that are very difficult. Appreciate Ian Smith's time as well. Uh, again, that's the Attilus Jim. 
Is that the website? I think. The Attilus Gym. Uh, I've already forgot it. Theattilusgym.com, I think, is the website. Support his business there, and we appreciate his time. At Ian Smith Fitness on Twitter. And Instagram, I believe. Um, and uh, there's, of course, there's more material. You want to listen to more stuff. Blonde's interviews are on the audio platforms and on her channel. So check that out. You can always email us, although I'll have to change it soon. It is still for the moment. Beauty on the beta at gmail.com didn't update that. But we'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. We'll see you then. I guess.